93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It is Thursday, May 16th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. At a news conference on Wednesday, Chester County District Attorney Tom Hogan said crystal meth is back with a vengeance. He says meth is making a comeback uh, thanks in part to dealers like Ruben Vargas Santillan. He's a Mexican national. Uh, He's here illegally and he's selling drugs, Hogan said. Hogan says the heroin use is going down. Vargas Santillan has helped create new demand for pure crystal meth in the country. He was arrested after allegedly selling nearly a kilo of the drug to an informant earlier this year. The DA says that he's working uh, directly with Mexican cartels. In fact, he says that dealers and cartels have a business model for building demand for meth. The crystal meth is said to be of a quality that has never been in this region. A woman was caught on camera taking a child from a McDonald's restaurant in Los Angeles. Police say at about 3.15 Tuesday, the female suspect approached a four-year-old at the McDonald's on East Olympic Boulevard. Surveillance video shows the suspect picking up the boy inside the restaurant. Police said the suspect attempted to enter a parked vehicle with the child. Mm. A little girl alerted adults to the incident, police say, and the suspect then ran away from the area. The Los Angeles Police Department is also investigating another attempted kidnapping of a four-year-old boy that occurred at 11.15 on the same day. Police say the female suspect approached a child, uh, pulled his hand, and attempted to walk away with the victim. The boy was walking alongside a family member at the time, police said. Uh, The suspect was stopped by a witness and ran off. Detectives are now searching for this suspect and investigating uh, to determine whether the two incidents are related or not. It's broad daylight. Yeah, Yeah. broad daylight. You know what? And and at a McDonald's. They do have surveillance video of her, so um, you know, hopefully they can get her. But it's just a reminder that, you know, like stuff like this still does happen where people just pick up your kid in broad daylight yeah. and walk off. That's what this woman tried to do. Uh, so they're seeing if, if the two incidents are related in any way. If you like the convenience of Uber but not the conversation with the driver, the rideshare service is launching a new feature. Uh, the company rolled out a new preference in the app that allows you to specify quiet preferred or happy to chat in the app. <laughs> quiet preferred or happy to chat. It's not Uber shut up. Uber <laughs> shut up. Uber driver shut Uber up. Uber shut up. Our new service. Uh, if you do you guys talk? Do you talk when you get an Uber or a Lyft? It, it depends. It depends on the driver. Yeah. Well, like it also the, depends on what I got going on. You right, know, right. If, uh, if I've had a day where I need to think about some stuff, I don't want to talk. I, or if it's a long drive and I want to maybe get some work done while I'm in it, you know? I always feel the honest to talk. Like, it's the same thing, like, if I'm getting a massage or something, I always talk. You talk no, during I a give, massage? Oh, yes, I, I don't do. talk to I always oh, oh Sorry, God. Steve. God bless you, but that's no, stupid. No, <laughs> that's why I was saying it. I recognize it as stupid. I wasn't boasting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I like this. I, this, this is like telling somebody they got to go to work and they can't talk to their to people at work. You know what I mean? Like, Are you say, talking about the, the, for the, the driver? Or? For the driver, yeah. yeah. Like to say, I mean, I get it. There, there's a preference, and maybe you do want to get in. You want to get some work done or whatever. Um, I mean... I don't necessarily want to chat the entire time, but like if I have a chatty driver, I'm not going to be rude to him. I'll sit. I'll yeah, but talk the driver to really needs to take you know uh, the lead from the passenger. See if they want to chat. Simple as that. Yeah, I just I to sit in a car with someone. Yeah, I just feel like I guess I should probably talk. Yeah, it's, 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 same, it's the yeah. massage dynamic as well. Oh, this person isn't working. it odd that you need an app to decide whether or not to talk I to somebody? Know, though, I like, know. Can't you just say, "Hey, I'd rather not talk," or ask the person if they would like to have a conversation? I have had it where I've been in the car and feel like having you know a conversation with it, and they don't want to talk too. So there's sometimes yeah. where well, they, they you know. don't yeah. want to talk, or they just give you one word answers <laughs> and they're really quiet. When I went to Austin, uh, it was an Uber. I've never done Uber, by the way. Uh, but I took a cab from the airport to my place. And I 
always greet them. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, if, you know, likewise. And I always have to like pretend like I know where I'm. You know, like I've been here before, just so they don't take me for a ride. So you I was say like, things oh. like yeehaw. <laughs> no, I say things. Hey, man, you know, it's great to be back in Austin. You know, stuff like that. Uh, it's great guy. to be back in Austin. <laughs> yeah, yeehaw. Love this town. Look, where uh, here's where we're going, little doggy. But yeah. this guy was so he a was not talkative. He was b rude. Yeah. C an a hole. All of the above, and then we, a deer, and then when we got to the house, he drove off without taking an affair. Like I didn't give him his money. Wow! Like we got our. Are our, you sure you weren't abducted? Yeah, seriously. It was Steve. It was weird. It was so weird though because I mean I had just gotten the bags out of the car. The car started like you know rolling backwards as if he had put it in the drive. He drove away. Casey, stood, uh, yeah. Maybe secretly he was attracted to you, yeah. and he <laughs> didn't want to give in it. to his feelings. Hold yeah. it together. And Hold he, it together. And he just he, he gave you that as a gift. This yeah. is the most beautiful man I've ever seen. And so I, it's a little bit different, I feel like, with a cab. Um, a lot of times also because they do have that glass there, but like I don't partition. feel as obligated to talk to the cab yeah. driver as I would the Uber driver. I just, the Uber I'm driver, it's like you're just getting in their car. I'm yeah. overly worried about appearing rude and that's yeah. why i instigate conversation so the driver gets a notification of your preference before you get picked up now if you don't care either way you can select a no preference so uh currently the quiet car distinction is only for uber uh, uber black car service but uh, i guess they're going to expand that within uber in sports this morning <laughs> Gio Gonzalez allowed one run while pitching into the sixth inning, and the Brewers beat the Phillies 5-2 last night at the ballpark. Jesus Aguilar hit a two-run single off Jake Arrieta in the third to give the Brewers a 4-1 lead, and they hung on to take two of the first three games of the four-game series. What the f***? Jack Josh Hader threw a scoreless ninth for his 11th save. The series wraps up this afternoon, and Zach Davies will get the start for the Brewers. Zach Eflin pitches for the Phil's game time is at 105. Brooke Lopez scored 13 of his 29 points in the fourth quarter, and Giannis Antetokounmpo yes. added 24 points, and the Bucks yeah. closed the game on a 10-0 run to beat the Toronto Raptors 108-100 to in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals last night in Milwaukee. The Bucks forced the Raptors to miss their final eight shots and outscored them 32-7. to in the fourth quarter. The series continues tomorrow night in Milwaukee. In the NHL, Eric Carlson scored five minutes and 23 seconds into overtime after the officials missed a hand pass in the offensive zone in the San Jose Sharks rally to beat the St. Louis Blues 5-4 to take a 2-1 lead in the Western Conference Finals. Game four is tomorrow night in St. Louis. And that's what I have for you this morning. I right, thank you very much, Kat. So uh, Thursday morning, as I said, we're set to go with some guests and so forth, but uh, we need to announce who our winner was from Coolest Teacher for yesterday and and then we need to find a new school to throw the voting out there, too. So we had drawn, or Steve had drawn, uh, Archbishop Carroll yesterday. Yeah. And uh, we had lots of votes. So thank you, everybody, who chipped in and let us know who uh, who kind of went above and beyond over the last school year. And we now have a name and a prize, uh, to. Oh, I did it again. God damn <laughs> Sorry, man. Drum. Now I, drum roll. I will want that belch every day now. All right, so here we go with our winner from Archbishop <laughs> Carol, and it is, and I'll do my best with her name, Mrs. Amanda McMurtry. Yeah! Yeah! Miss 
Mrs. McMurtry is an English teacher at Carroll, and that is all that I know about her other than the students love her, and they wanted her to win. So she did indeed win the coolest teacher of the year. I'm sure there's tons of great teachers there, uh, but we're highlighting one to just spotlight all the teachers in our area. So she is going to get... The Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. And also, she gets a $50 gift card for WeddingCrockMeals.com. I have to say .com or I get in trouble. All right, so congratulations. And we are going to take care of you. And listen, if you know Mrs. McMurtry... Let her know to give us a call at some point this morning. We'll say hello and find out, uh, you know, how the year's been and what she thinks about this award. We are now going to move on to Kathy Romano, who is going to draw the next. Is mine or is it Steve's turn? No, no, I just did uh, oh, Carol. Did. Oh, so you're, you're next. But I, lo- I love this um, method that uh, Marissa came up with so we can make sure we hit other schools. All right, All right Kathy has a name. Kath. Who is it going to be today? North Montco Tech Career Center in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. I know that place. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, if that is the school I'm thinking of, uh, my sons take their uh, driving lessons there. Right. Ah, okay. I think that's it, yeah. Anyhow, all right, so say it again, Kathy, officially the name. It's North Montgomery County Technical Career Center in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. All right, man, it's up to you guys. Do me a favor, and uh, you need to text in, and it has to be the following format. Text the word teacher, followed by the teacher's name, to 39333. One vote per phone number. And, again, text the word teacher, and then follow with the teacher's name. Put a space in between the word teacher and the teacher's name to 39333. And we're going to give you uh, roughly 24 hours to do that. And uh, make sure you let them know, uh, the um, uh, the staff in the front office, and maybe they can make an announcement and let the entire student body know that they have been chosen and they get to vote. And then we will uh, award the winner tomorrow morning, which should be pretty cool. Uh, guest-wise on the show today, we have uh, Akbar uh, Baja Biamila. Did Ooh, I get that good. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Akbar, That's a mother. Uh, Baja Biamila. Thank you to Casey for writing out phonetically for me. It's a very long name. Uh, but he is in town. He's got a book called uh, Everyone Can Be a Ninja. Find Your Inner Warrior and achieve your dreams. And actually, he's been here before. Yes. And we got to ask him about throwing out the first pitch of the Bills game. I think he was supposed to do it last night, but Bruce Willis ended up doing it last night. And Akbar had totally tanked his pitch. Bruce's bounced, which is no big deal, uh, but uh, but Akbar's went really bad. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, so we're going to talk to him a little bit later on this morning. Uh, we're also going to chat with Richard Curtis briefly because the Classroom, our episode, Preston versus Steve, the Preston and Steve showdown was yesterday. I didn't get to see it. I had a uh, choir concert last I watched night. It. I have it DVR'd, but I'm going to watch it later on. I enjoyed it. Yeah? I did enjoy it, though I just despised by seeing myself on television. Uh, yeah, I don't care for it either. Oh, my God. I hate seeing you on television. Yeah, no, why I, wouldn't you? Yeah. No, I hate seeing myself as well. But there's a reason we're in radio. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's in the books. That was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll talk to Richard about that. And I think it's going to air again today. Yeah. Yes. At noon. So, so take off from work and watch it. Yeah, I should do that. All right, so let's take a break. Come back in a second. I got a stack of stories I want to run by you from the entertainment desk. And uh, stupid questions, some giveaways. We start all that in a moment. Stay with us. We'll be back in a sec. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. 
Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So before we get to the Stupid Question Entertainment Report, uh, let's meet our coolest teacher. Nice. Yesterday, and I understand there was a bit of a mix-up, and we're going to get this uh, straightened out. So She's not all that cool. Uh, she's not very cool <laughs> is what the word is. No, actually, she's insanely cool, but the name uh, was incorrect. So I'm going to skip whatever it was I said earlier. It was Miss Mac Murty or something or the other, but I understand it's Mrs. Emma Volpe that we uh-huh. have. All right. Good morning, Emma. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. So what was all this mix-up with your name and everything here? So I got married about two years ago, and school has rebelled against (laughs) calling me by my married name. There's another woman who is a secretary who is a Volpe. Okay. Um. So they still call me my maiden name, which is Miss Mac. Miss oh, Mac. Oh, there you so, go. Okay. Yeah. And so and then, my maiden name was McNamara. They all call me Miss Mac. All right, but even so, Miss McNamara wasn't what we had. It was Miss Mac McMurty or something or the other. What was that all? Yeah, about? I, I I don't know. I think there was there. You know, on online, I'm. It says Volpe. Like administration has changed, and my email address is Volpe, but the student. I don't know. Refuse to accept. Okay. Is this the point in time where you admit you don't even work there? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, but it's, it's clearly oh. one. <laughs> and and you're not even an English teacher. We got that part no. wrong, too. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> do tell. What do you teach? So I teach pre-calc. I teach math. Okay. This year, um, I teach juniors and seniors. Um, well, math, math is the numerical version of English. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. look at it that way, then uh, then it's all clear. All the same. How long how long have you been at Carroll, uh, Emma? This is my fifth year at Carroll. Okay. And uh, have you always taught the the upper uh, classmen, junior seniors? Um. So I've actually taught all of the math classes. Okay. Um. So I think I had an unfair advantage. I followed my juniors, and now I teach them again as seniors. I taught algebra two last year. And then I have them again as seniors this year. So I have, um, you know, a really great group of kids who I've got to have two years in a row, mm-hmm. um, which has made the past couple years really fun. Are you uh, you originally from the area? I am. I, I mean, I'm from media, so okay. close enough. But yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, yeah. this you lived in the Philadelphia, greater Philadelphia area, the Delaware yep. Valley. I, and I've been fans of you guys since I was. A kid in, in school. Remember, now that makes us feel great. That's awesome. <laughs> Three hundred just about fifty years I've been listening. No, yeah. that that's yeah. that's awesome. That's cool. And and the fact that the kids love you that much and voted for you, it's got to make you feel good. Yeah, definitely. Wonderful. Well, just as a gesture, we are going to give you the uh, President Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. And we're also going to give you, uh, we're going to feed you too. We're going to give you a $50 gift card to whatacrockmeals.com as a little thank you from these students and uh, everybody who appreciates teachers. Thanks very much, guys. It's an honor. Oh, awesome. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you very much, Miss right. Volpe or Miss Mac from Carroll. Yet another winner. And She's we really nice. Chose another school, and it is North Montco Technical Career Center in Lansdale. And you guys get to vote. And we might be talking to your teacher tomorrow morning. Uh, so text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. You get one vote Per phone number, spread the word at the school that we are doing this. So we're going to do a stupid question now. And uh, today we're going to give away a pair of tickets for the Game of Thrones live concert experience. It's September 12th at The Man. And uh, the question that I have for you this morning is, I should be doing Game of Thrones questions. Uh, yeah, but you're not. 
I'm not. Maybe I, I can, uh, maybe I can come up with one real really, quick. Because yeah, I have an Avengers question here. I'll save that for another time because we just we got Avengers overload recently. Well, ask the Game of Thrones question, but just give an Avengers answer. Well, there's a birthday associated with uh, Game of Thrones. You want to toss a question out uh, associated with this guy, or uh, is that too much? Wow, that's uh, okay. All right, here you go. Do so, it. Uh, yeah, there's there's a birthday, and and one of the, one of the birthdays that we have today from Game of Thrones is um, a person who has the ability uh, to take over um, an animal uh, for a short amount of time. What are those types of people called in Game of Thrones? How about oh, that? Okay. All right, 215-263-WMMR. If you can take over an animal, and sometimes another person, mm-hmm. uh, 215-263-WMMR, what are they called in Game of Thrones lingo? And I'll tell you whose birthday it is. As we're going through those right now, it is Thursday, May 16th. I'll start with that one. The guy's name is Thomas Brody Sangster, and you know him as, I believe the character was Jojen Green. Uh, if you could look that up, uh, Nick, from uh, Game of Thrones, I think that's who he played. Uh, but he was also, you remember from the movie Love Actually, yes. he was the little kid who was the drummer, and that little kid is 29 years oh. old today. Oh! Yeah, he was Sam in um, in Love Actually. Yep. And yeah, you're right, Jojen Green is his Jojen name. Jojen Green, that's okay. That's why I was uh, curious what his name was. So, um, yeah, he's celebrating a birthday, and he has this ability, and it's a special type of person called now, if you know the answer. All the other birthdays today, uh, Chris Novoselic of Nirvana. Turns 54 years old today. Of course, he played bass in the band. Did a little p- political stuff, too, right? Yep, he did uh, go into politics. I don't know if he's still... He became the president of the United States for a brief period. <laughs> I don't think that's... Oh, that's not probably accurate. accurate. Yeah, no. it was something probably a little bit more uh, local. I don't know if he still does it or not, but uh, he is... He, he's. Involved in music, not nearly as uh, to the level of Dave Grohl. We were just talking about, uh, we're talking to Joan Jett, and she performed with him at that uh, Nirvana tribute. Yep. That's correct. And uh, Chris Novoselic is 54 today. Uh, Megan Fox has her birthday. She turns 33 years old. Did they end up getting a divorce? Her no. And no. Still together. Yes. But they were, something was going on with them. They were separated yeah, they were, they for separated a while. they separated for a while, and then they got back together. Yeah. They, they've actually separated twice, got back together, and now he's got, I saw the teaser trailer for uh, BH90210 with the, oh. the, the older cast of okay. 90210. What, what's the BH for? I don't Beverly remember. Hills. Be- oh, BH. Sorry. Is it really BH? <laughs> BH That's, what they're, doing? That's oh, yeah. what they're calling it? That's what they're calling it. All okay. right. Uh, Megan is... It should uh, be RH for retirement home. Mm-hmm. ...is uh, 33 today. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, another great actor. James Bond. Yes! Golden Eye, Tomorrow Never Dies. Thomas Crown Affair, he was in. Uh, World Is Not Enough, Die Another Day, The Matador, Mamma Mia. Uh, a lot of stuff throughout. Was he in the second Mamma Mia? Mamma Mia 2? I think um, so. Yeah, I think so. And Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, that's yes. right. Yeah. He's yeah. great, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. He's got yeah. a good sense of humor. Look, kids, that's called Botox. <laughs> or no, wait, wait, that's called liposuction. Uh, he what is, can I say to the guy? Guy's a loser. He's uh, 66 today. Uh, David Boreanaz uh, from the area. Oh, okay. Yeah, text him. Oh, I got yeah, yeah, yeah. text. Yeah, we always text right. him on his birthday. I, I watch his show. The Navy SEAL show that he does is really good. And sometimes he calls in on his birthday. Yeah. I think we've had him before. But uh, it's a big one for him. He's 50 Years old today, so a milestone birthday for David Boreanaz. He, he's had three successful um, dramatic shows. He had Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel. No, four, Bones, and this. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. doing well on his 50th. Literally the last time I texted him was, was <laughs> a year from today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, guess what? It's 
Tori Spelling's oh! yes, from BH90210, Steve. So uh, the BH90210 trailer, Preston, has them all like uh, she's preparing breakfast in the kitchen and like two utensils do the din, so the din in in it. Whatever yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. whatever they're doing, creates a sound that mimics that. Oh, really? Yeah. So All it's right. uh, it's kind of cute. Uh, Tori is forty six today. Uh, it's also uh, Janet Jackson's birthday today. I mean, Miss Jackson, if, if you're nasty, if you're nasty. Uh, she is uh, fifty three years old. Today. Her and Michael uh, were so similar in the way they talked. You know, yes. because she, he, Michael Jackson wanted so much to look like Latoya. That was his goal. Uh, but they all had the yesing kind of. Very face sort of delicate way of talking. I guess all of them. I mean, even if you if you look at uh, like you know uh, Jackie Jackson and Jermaine and those guys, they they all have a very quiet, very quiet uh, delivery Except about them. For Papa Joe, yeah, he, th- it must have been beaten <laughs> into them, right? Yeah. Like, could I please have some more mashed potatoes? What'd you say? <laughs> One spoonful. I liked her, man. Yeah, me too. In, the, was, in the heyday, when she was on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine, man, with the the hands coming from, she Damn was good, gorgeous. And Rhythm Nation is a uh, it's a solid album. She she had some great songs, actually. Yeah, she's uh, fifty three today. Uh, and then the last birthday I have on this is uh, Deborah Winger, Officer and a Gentleman, Urban Cowboy. Were you a fan of Urban Cowboy? I don't even remember it. I, I mean, I remember the movie. I, I don't remember the story. I didn't really watch it. I didn't care. It's a crappy, fun movie. Yeah. You know, that really basically all centers around uh, Gillies and riding the mechanical bull. Yeah. A whole movie on whole that, whole movie folks. about riding the mechanical bull. I loved Officer and a Gentleman. Yeah. It's a good movie. Terms of Endearment. Uh, so she is 64 today. Uh, we'll see if we can find the answer to the question. So birthday boy today, Thomas Brody Sangster. Uh, played Jojen Green on Game of Thrones, and he was this type of he and, he and Bran had this ability where they could take over another animal and uh, and kind of live in them for a little while. What type of person is that called that has that ability? I'm going to go to Craig for the answer. Hey, Craig, how you doing? Great, man. You guys rock. Thanks, Craig. All right, so what is your answer? What type of uh, person has that ability? Uh, a warg. A warg. A warg. Yep. Hang on, Craig. Isn't that what John Candy played in Spaceballs? That was a mall. It's a mall. Oh, I guess you're right. Uh, so we have a pair of tickets for Game of Thrones live concert experience September 12th at the Man Music. Uh, music is by uh, Ramin Jawadi, and tickets are on sale Monday. Or no, I'm sorry. They went on sale. I didn't fix that. Ticketmaster.com. <laughs> so we're going to start with Game of Thrones. Why not? We did a question. We had a birthday um, some fans are not happy with how the series is going. The HBO juggernaut is in its final season, and fans are a little freaked out about how it's playing out. Some are, I should say. The dissatisfaction has come to a head in the form of a change.org petition that has already garnered more than 50,000 signatures. So what's the deal? Well, first, there's the character arc, and I'm not giving away anything here. Fans have become infuriated with several inexplicable and counterintuitive personality changes of the star players, and second, they say they're sloppy mistakes like the infamous Starbucks coffee cup being accidentally left on the set. Uh, I know it's your own opinion, but that's stupid. <laughs> it's it's a great show, mm-hmm. and just because they didn't go where you thought they were going to go, and they did some things that made your head spin around, you're not happy about that, I think, is the way it is. I think it's awesome. 
I think that every, all the scenarios that I've tried to come up with that might be happening are not what's happening is awesome. I'm Listen, like, I didn't think about that. As a non-watcher of the show, I couldn't be more thrilled with the way it's wrapping up. <laughs> yeah. Right now, it seems to be yeah. fine. Name me. You can probably name two or three shows in history that have wrapped up that have had a long fan base where people were thrilled with the way it wrapped up. Mm-hmm. They talked to Michael Richards of uh, Seinfeld. Yeah. All the fans, that final episode was excoriated. They, people hated it. Right. Mm-hmm. It never. It's so hard to bring something like this to an end and make everybody happy. But when you're wrapping up m- massive storylines in a, in a multi-year story as this is, just go with it. Relax. Exactly. Well, listen, exactly. I mean, just from the very, very first episode, okay? Not even just the season. The very first episode didn't necessarily go the way you wanted it to, right? They beheaded a guy at the end of the first episode, and and as a viewer, you're going like, "Oh, this dude didn't do anything wrong, man." Did at the beginning he, of the episode, I think. No, at the right. at, at the well, either way, like he was just running away from White Walkers, and he was a night uh, he was a Night's Watch, yeah. And so you know he he abandoned his post or whatever, so you know that you off with your head. But like from the very first episode, they didn't do what you wanted as as a viewer, and at the end of the first season, they didn't do what you wanted as a viewer. So like. Tough cookies, man. You, <laughs> Tough you, don't, cookies. you don't get what you want. No, I, listen, yeah. I think it's the greatest TV show ever made. That's my personal opinion. And, uh, you know, I think it's funny watching people that are freaking out about yeah. it, to be honest. Your opinion's right. Uh, the, the opinion, uh, the petition, I'm sorry, uh, says, says David Benioff and D.B. Weiss have proven themselves to be woefully incompetent writers <laughs> when they have no source material, i.e. the books, to fall back on. This series deserves a final season that makes sense. Subvent, subvert my expectations and make it happen, HBO. Uh, so there's over 200,000 that have signed for Yeah, it's it not going to happen. Uh, no, it's not going to happen. So uh, whatever. I guess you're just not going to be happy. Final episode this Sunday. Sunday. Are you going to watch it live? I will. Okay. Th- this one I'll stay up for for sure. But uh, I'm I'm excited and I'm, uh, I'm getting I'm a little sad. Too. Listen, yeah. I loved Lost for all of its run. And in the final season, I'm a, the, the biggest critic of how it wrapped up. I was very disappointed before the many years of watching Lost. It provided me great enjoyment. Enjoyment, and that's enough. Yep. Um, how long is this next episode going to be, Press? Do you 20 have minutes. any idea? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the last uh, couple of were an hour and 20. Okay. Uh, so somewhere in that range, I'm assuming. Maybe a little longer. We'll see. Uh, well, it's been five years since Lamar Odom split from Khloe Kardashian, but the NBA star is still thinking about how he uh, wishes he could have changed things. Uh, he recounts his regrets in his memoir called Darkness to Light, which was excerpted in People. Uh, and part of it read, I wish I could have been more of a man. Uh, he admits that he was unfaithful to Kardashian. What? And also hid from her, uh, hid her his, from his addiction to cocaine. Uh, he said, it still bothers me to this day, but regret is something that we have to learn to live with. Uh, he says that while their split was bitter, the beginning was sweet. He said, for a while, being with her was bliss, and I was the happiest I've ever been. Uh, I'm so happy being with you. Uh, he had his coma situation when he was at the, um, the bunny ranch, right? And that was brought on by the use of cocaine and horny goat weed, I think it was. Uh, supplements. Yeah, yeah, type, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and how long was he in that coma for, do you remember? It was, it was, it was a, a while. Yeah, yeah, it was several days. Uh, he said, we were one of the most famous couples in Hollywood, and we made more money together than we had individually. But it all came crashing down, and he takes full weight for the blame. He said, I could not handle the lethal cocktail of spotlight, addiction, a diminishing career, and infidelity. 
Oh, did I mention the paranoia, anxiety, depression? I couldn't keep my D in my pants or the Coke out of my nose. And what does D stand for? Drug addicts are incredibly skilled at hiding their habit, and I'd get defensive, and Chloe would just drop it. Uh, he, she, he said, uh, or of course, Chloe stuck by him even after their initial split, despite everything he recalls. And uh, when he was hospitalized for an overdose in 2015, she was there when he woke up. Uh, he's holding out hope that he can reunite <laughs> with Chloe. He said, I miss the family, and I hope that we can all be reacquainted one day. Well, his ultimate dream, Preston, is to reunite with Chloe and change the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, Darkness to Light drops on May 28th, by the way. Stan Lee is sadly gone, but the Marvel icon is far from from, uh, forgotten, especially in the L.A. County District Attorney's Office. Jackie Lacey's crew have hit the Spider-Man and Avengers co-creator's former business manager with elder abuse charges. So this is coming to fruition. This was back and forth for a while, and no one knew whether it was really the case. Um, It looks like it was. In fact, Kia Morgan is facing one felony count of false imprisonment. Of an elder adult, uh, three felony counts of theft, embezzlement, and forgery or fraud against an elder adult, along with the initial elder abuse misdemeanor count. Uh, Morgan took control of Lee's business affairs and personal life in February 2018, allegedly isolated uh, the uh, Marvel creator who passed away on November 12th last year from uh, family and friends. Morgan also embezzled or misappropriated $5 million of assets, according to documents. Uh, the deceased, Lee, has assets of over $50 million in the last years of his life. Uh, the five counts of elder abuse could see Morgan behind bars for up to a decade if he's found guilty. Wow. Yeah, an arrest warrant has been issued for the ex-memorabilia dealer. So in his career, he was obviously the creator of all these things. And for a while, he was sort of um, pushed out and lost a lot of the revenue from that. When the movies kicked back in and he was brought back in, or the movies kicked in, um, that's when he started to, again, accrue money. But he, if he, if, if he were to have been paid for everything that he should have been paid for throughout his career, would have been far more than what he yeah. died with. Yep. Wendy Williams is dissolving the charity she started with her estranged husband, Kevin Hunter. Ah. Williams announced that she was pulling the plug on the Hunter Foundation on Wednesday. Uh, the organization was dedicated to helping people grappling with substance abuse. I think part of it is because it's got his name on it, you know. So. Yeah, she's going to actually uh, buy those people drugs. Oh, uh, yeah. So she's <laughs> really going the other way. <laughs> she's reversing everything, wow. all the good the organization did, and she's mailing them opioids. Uh, despite shutting down the foundation, she said uh, she remains committed to helping others in the struggles of life. Well, she's fabulous. Uh, in March, she and the Hunter Foundation launched a substance abuse hotline in partnership uh, with Trust at the time. That's the name of the organization. Uh, Williams was uh, struggling with her own substance abuse problems, she said. Priyanka Chopra was born in India, but the former Miss World pageant winner and actress spent her teenage years at high school in America. The 36-year-old opened up about her unpleasant experience that she believes was rooted in her skin color. She said, I had, you know, really racist behavior when I was in high school in 10th grade. I was called brownie curry, told to go back on the elephant that I came in on. And that really affected me when I was a kid and affected my self-esteem. She attended schools in Massachusetts, Iowa, and Queens. So I guess they moved around a little bit as a family. Uh, She had previously spoken out about how tough teenage, uh, her her tough teenage years were, telling the International Business Times in 2012 that she was a gawky child. Uh, She said, my life was an epitome of imperfection. I'm not... Perfect, uh, like uh, Ashiwara Rai, who is a uh, who is a former Miss World winner. 
Uh, she said, I was a gawky kid, had low self-esteem, came from a modest middle-class background, had white marks on my legs, but the only thing I knew was to work hard and learn. And I don't know how to act or win a beauty pageant, she has said, but... I was damn hardworking. Today, my legs sell 12 brands. So she's come a long way. Yeah, she's one of the world's most beautiful women, and she nailed a Jonas brother. Uh, She has hope for high school children in the future. She said uh, the more we can talk about it and the more open, and I'm sorry, and open other people's eyes and say it doesn't have to be that way and give them more examples, I guess society will change, she says. Um, Okay, Kylie Jenner. I think we talked about her yesterday. Was it baby? It was the, the baby, baby stuff, yes. Okay, she's moving into hair now. Oh, mm-hmm. so Casey predicted a, twi- a, tw- a trillion dollar empire. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll have to see about that. According to applications obtained by The Blast, Jenner has registered the name Kylie Hare. Kylie Hare. Because yesterday it was baby Kylie. She talks right? like Frankenstein. Right? <laughs> Kylie baby. Yeah. Kylie Hare. Yeah. Kylie Lips. So she registered... Kylie Tired. uh, She registered the name Kylie Hair uh, for a line of products that would include shampoos, conditioners, dyes, sprays, oils, and mousse. So I was watching a Kylie Jenner makeup tutorial. It was all... It was trending yesterday. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Was it really? See, Kathy, it's like 50 minutes of her putting a... Just for one look. I mean... Come on! It's uh, yeah. Who's you draw your face that? on? She, she draws it, fills it in, highlights it, yeah. low lights it, oh. color matches. Why don't you come over to the house when wife and I are going out to some dinner party or something? Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Take a long time. You can sit down for an hour if you want to. <laughs> Stop it! No, an not an hour. No. Not an hour, but but any time. Getting ready. It, it certainly takes. You know, I'm. Fifteen minutes. Let's go. I'm 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 in and out and ready. Yeah, yeah. but you know, putting on the face. Yeah, it's well, a that's, process. That's the thing. Like, I mean, just to like throw some makeup on. You know, it's not going to be that elaborate. But if you are going out like that, I mean, it can take. Like when I go get my eyebrows done, and that guy for the fills, eyebrow king. Yeah, and I, he fills in my eyebrows. I mean. It'll take for him just even after it's like waxed and dyed and ready to go. Just he has like a product that he fills in the eyebrows with, like an eyebrow pencil. It takes like forty five minutes, like wow. just for two eyebrows. I, God bless you, yeah. I, I, you know, for all that you do. But uh, I couldn't. No way. Yeah, my daughter's in seventh grade, and and her classmates are already <laughs> getting into this makeup thing. And and it's funny because they're do not they watch like, videos like this because these videos of are course. all over the freaking place. But she just went to a girl's birthday party on Saturday. And one of the big things was like this makeup kit by, and it wasn't a Kylie makeup kit. Thank God, Brian Dennehy. Uh, no, it wasn't Brian Dennehy. Maybe Wilford. Okay, Wilford no. really. Um, but Kath, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, you know some of these more trendy palettes uh, that they that they have, but uh, but it was all the rage. Is is, is so it was, was like a say. makeup party. No, it was a birthday party, but one of the presents she got oh, present. okay, was like this it. this makeup palette. By yeah, this. they're big. Yeah, yeah, big time. Uh, so she's getting into hair. Yeah, She's registered the name. There well, we go. I can't buy those products. I have no hair. So <laughs> word is Olivia Jade Giannulli is being spotted partying at Hot Spots in L.A. as her parents, Lori Laughlin and uh, Mossimo Giannulli, uh, face jail time for their alleged uh, involvement in the college bribery scandal. Um, and that is all. Sorry. That's it? That's She's, out partying. She's out partying. The way the story is spun, though, she could care less. No further details on that. About her parents potentially going to jail. Uh, Kieran Culkin and Jazz Charlton have shared the news that they are expecting their first child. Yeah! yeah. He was in uh, Father of the Bride, right? He's that Culkin? 
He's the little kid, uh, the brother. He's also in Home Alone. He plays uh, the one who wets the bed. And Scott Pilgrim, uh, mm-hmm. he's in that as well, right? He's, he's so the, funny. He's awesome in yes. that movie. He is a lot of fun. Uh, so the pair married in 2013, and uh, he said, let's see, Jazz actually captioned a photo of, of her sonogram saying, my favorite surprise so far, we had no idea how much we wanted this until it happened. Wow, man, you look at it, it's people who can read and take a look at a sonogram quickly and say, okay, well, there you go, and that's this, and that's that. I'm looking at this. I don't know what the hell I'm looking at here. Uh, I, see the, I see a profile of a head. No, all I see is a steer. Yeah, that's crazy, Steve. Now, like with the with the three D ones, yeah, yeah, you know, it's you can like... see what the ba- who the baby's going to look like yeah. in some of them. Wow. Uh, so they have not revealed the baby's sex, but uh, they are happy that they got one on the way. I can tell the baby's sex through a sonogram now. Can no, you, take a look at this for ultrasound. Well, you yeah. know, really, this uh-huh. did somebody instruct you on how to? Because you don't, I don't see like a visible penis mm, or vagina. You don't. It's, it's basically lines, right? So okay. down in the, in the nether regions, three lines is a girl, two lines is a boy. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Okay. You Check can do the... that, and you can tell who's a cop and who's a firefighter. I'm pretty good at that, too. Yeah. Wow. Dude, I, I, I was at a sandwich shop not that long ago. I, I go, love that skill. I go, how you yeah. doing, officer? He's like, he just turned around. He looked at me All like, right. Let me ask you this. You? Can you tell if a baby's going to be a cop or a firefighter <laughs> from a sonogram? I am not there yet, Steve. Okay. Okay. I'm honing if that you can do that. right now. We've had guy, we had a guy who could, could instantly tell if a woman was having a menstrual. Yeah, yeah. 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 He was able to know that if a woman was having her period. You are blessed with this gift. Uh, it's astonishing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, and you've only thrown one three times in your life. Maybe you are an X-Men. It's your superpower. <laughs> uh, Gwyneth Paltrow dishes out the birthday love for her eldest daughter, Apple. By the way, Apple uh, just turned 15. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't seem like it's been that long, does it? No. When well, she's just yeah. hanging on the tree. So was, uh, was Coldplay at Live 8? Because I just remember her being a baby. And so that was 2015, her being a baby wearing those, like, headphones. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she shared a picture of herself and Apple and Moses, who is 13, by the way, both of whom uh, she shares with Chris Martin. Uh, she wrote, happy 15th birthday, my angel, Apple. I will never be able to put into words how much I love you. But I'm going to try. Uh, but she also wrote uh, alongside a sweet picture of Apple smiling, or that's what she wrote, while holding a uh, pink rose between her teeth. Uh, she said, you are so strong and so good and so damn funny and so gorgeous inside and out. I am the proudest mama area ever. Uh, feliz quinceañera, mi vida. Ah, it's a quinceañera. Oh. That's right. Hey. 15, yeah. Well, she she actually is a lovely young lady. Of course, a very artsy photograph of her. But, uh, wow, 15. Yeah, her husband. The hell happened? Brad Falchuk weighed in. Happy, happy birthday. World's. You're not my father. Best <laughs> bonus daughter, he wrote. <laughs> Happy to spread it. the birthday love. <laughs> You're not my dad. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Steve Buscemi are getting medieval on TBS again in Miracle Workers. Uh, TBS has renewed the show, which was created by Simon Rich for its second season. Is this the one with Buscemi's God? I have no idea. I, you know what? I think that's it. Yeah. It must be, Steve. Uh, but it's called uh, Miracle Workers. Uh, Rich said, I'm so grateful to have been given the opportunity to bring my novel, What in God's Name, to life uh, in season one. Uh, and he also created FX's Man Seeking Woman. He said, and now that I've uh, bled that sucker dry, I'm really excited to tell a brand new story with the same group of brilliant actors. So that will be coming up. So many freaking shows on TV. 
Did you just happen to see a picture of the uh, the cat that looks like Steve Buscemi? No, but I want <laughs> it's to. Pretty funny. Yeah. I saw that online the other day. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal is going to give fans a look into his post NBA season in the upcoming TNT docu series called Shaq Life. Uh, the show will follow Shaq DJing in Las Vegas. <laughs> On an international tour, filming commercials, shooting a film, hosting NBA awards, and running his big chicken restaurants and hanging with his five kids. I find him um, fascinating. He uh, is an I find him very likable. Yeah, yeah, he's very likable. Yeah. He's actually a pretty good comedic actor. Yeah. Uh, he is, um, he's a thoughtful guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like him. That's It's why I love the uh, uh, NBA on TNT. When they do the halftime stuff with him and Charles Barkley, they have him on either side of the desk. <laughs> and they crack and each they, other up. They, and they fight with each other. They bicker. They argue. They pull no they, punches either. And they don't. Yeah. They don't care. Do they? They don't care. They don't care yeah. at all. I love it. I've always liked Shaq, but but it, it took it up another level. He did a series, and I've mentioned this before, years ago, where he would take on different sports yeah. and try them out. And he did, you know, like uh, he he did boxing in one episode, he did baseball in another episode, and he would train and do this stuff. And and even though his size did not lend itself to some of these sports, he did it anyway. Yeah, and it was pretty cool. He's such a personable guy. Uh, he had said over the years, I've had many endeavors outside of sports, but never this many all at once. Uh, and I'm ready to bring viewers along for the wild ride that is my life. So that is coming out. Uh, let's see. Oh, by the way, uh, here's another story. Tiffany Haddish is headed to ABC to host an unscripted show, Kids Say the Darnest Things. That used to be the Art Link letter. Did Bill Cosby do a version of that? Yeah, Bill did yeah. do it. All right, everybody drink your Benadryl. <laughs> uh, the reboot will air on 8 p.m. Sundays in the fall. The thing with kids is they say the darkest things. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. You know, as he gets older. What are you saying, mister? I want you to say a darn thing. I don't know. I'm nervous. They just... Uh, he can't talk, he can't no. see. Oh. It's falling apart. That's unfortunate. But those kids, man. And only I always like to, you know, do you go back to the, God, maybe briefly for a while, Art Linkletter, I, I would remember, remember seeing him. He had a Mr. Rogers vibe about him that was so good with the kids. <laughs> Not like this guy. By the way, between you and me, I got a starlet in the dressing room. Oh, so if, we, if you can say a darndest thing quickly, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, it so doesn't have to be that darndest. ABC Entertainment President uh, Kerry Burke said, When I was dreaming of stars I wanted to bring to ABC, Tiffany Haddish was the top of my list. Tiffany, starring in and producing this iconic series, is everything that I hoped for. So. Did, uh, did Steve Harvey do one as well? A he might have. He might have. Uh, it lends itself to that kind of I, Yeah, yeah he rem- did. Okay, he did? He did. Because I remember him interviewing kids, kids on yeah. on show on a show, but I didn't remember what? if it was Darndest Things or not. Kids say F'd up S. That right. was his show. He also did the Little Big Shots, I think. Oh, no. that Maybe that's what I'm thinking was of. was part of it as well. So, yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, Nick will look that up and verify. <laughs> our, our computer froze. Okay. Yeah, All right, yeah. well, let's, uh, let's do clips in. So A Dog's Journey puts a twist on the dog movie formula by showing that humans uh, 
No, showing what humans mean to dogs. Yeah. In this clip, uh, Catherine Prescott discusses why she wanted to be in this movie. It was sort of that classic idea of uh, a human and, and, a, and their dog and them helping each other, but it was centered around a woman's uh, relationship with a dog, which I haven't really seen before and I you know know a lot of women who have dogs and I just thought that was a really nice take big dogs running big dogs out uh dog's journey is in theaters tomorrow by the way you yeah. know the thing with the first one and this the conceit of this story and I was talking to one of the guys over at the KOP because they had a special screening of this of this movie and dogs some dogs were allowed in the screening oh uh but uh yeah, the dogs. The, so it's a reincarnated dog, but you got to watch it die like five times throughout the movie. Yeah, that's you know? right. Like the dog's purpose. So is this a sequel to the dog's it's a sequel. purpose? Okay. Yep, yep. All right. Yeah, I had a hard time watching the dog die. Yeah. Five hey, times. Hey, kids, you want to watch a dog die <laughs> over and over and over again? No, it's okay because. It's you know, real. Hey, I'm back. His spirit lives it's on. It's okay when that truck ran over me. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ! No! It's okay. I'm back. And here comes a combine. Ah! <laughs> right? It's a it's a tough conceit. It is. Yeah, but the message is is that the spirit lives on and uh and the dog isn't it's really. Great dead. to have you back. Oh, no! <laughs> Take with it what you will. <laughs> Here's the next clip. <laughs> Any moment now. <laughs> After 12 years, the Big Bang Theory hangs up the lab coats tonight. Yeah. Here, Johnny Galecki talks about why he's happy with the outcome of the series finale. Here we go. For years, we've been pontificating and hypothesizing about how it could end. Uh, there's been so many brilliant finales to wonderful shows. And I think it was, well, I know it was important to the writers that these characters live on together mm-hmm. in these relationships. Uh, series finale, Big Bang Theory airs tonight, 8 o'clock. That is on CBS. And so they uh, that's a big one. That's it, yeah. Yep. So a couple of big things wrapping up this week. That and Game of Thrones. So yeah. we're in that time of year. And there you go. It's what I got for you in the entertainment report. Why don't we take a break? I want to mention that we have chosen a new school to vote for the coolest teacher of the year. It is North Montco Technical Career Center in Lansdale. Text the word teacher. Followed by the teacher's name to 39333 of about 24 hours. One vote per phone number. Our winner from Archbishop Carroll was Miss Emma Volpe. Only they call her Miss Mac at the school. We don't know what the hell they call her. And we spoke to her. Very nice person. And uh, so she gets the award. Who's going to be next? It's up to you. We're going to take a break and be back in a moment. Stay with us. Hey, gang, we need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher on August 8th or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Glee for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region and 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first. Alright, our next guest is back in our studio. 
Yeah, and I uh, was back in town uh, and has a new book out. And uh, you know him from American Ninja Warrior, maybe his years in the NFL, or both possibly. Please welcome uh, Akbar Bajabia Miller to you. Yeah. So, so I'm so happy to be back uh, here in Philadelphia. Uh, the good thing is, is uh, I didn't embarrass myself this time around. <laughs> That's what I heard. Yeah. So to recap, uh, last time I think it was the last time you were in town. You got- actually, this is the day last year. Okay, you kidding? Yeah, this you're at the, the Phil's game. The yeah, throw out the, the first pitch and. You, you had a rough one. Yeah, I had a rough one. Yep. Um, I, only a couple of people saw it, though, which is good. Uh, oh, well, why are you guys playing this thing? Why, just to uh, reminisce okay. a little bit. I, I mean, can we get a replay on it? Because I, I think the best part of this that people forget in this whole thing is they didn't look at my leg. I mean, look at the leg go up. I mean, you could see the leg go up, and there was a nice kick. Oh, yeah. And uh, Dennis Eckersley actually called me and said, like, that was a really good, like, Eckersley impression. Well, okay. every, everything was there in presentation. Yes. Uh, execution is where it fell down. Yeah, it yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. It did. Look, I, I, I'm not I'm not a pitcher, okay? <laughs> All right? Give me a break. Like... I was a defensive lineman, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like you were trying to really throw it, fire it okay, in there. Okay, so it, 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 here's That's the, the truth. Uh-huh. The night before, I saw... Uh, President Barack Obama, I saw President George W. Bush throw out a first pitch, and I just thought to myself, man, they look like old men throwing it, just kind of, just lobbing it. I was like, no, that's not me. I I have a little bit more pride. I'm a former professional athlete, and inside, there's still that thing, like, I want people to see me that way, like, I can still do some things, you know what I mean? He's got the gift. And so I I come up in there, and I'm like, I'm about to to surprise them. (laughs) They don't know what's about to come in there. I'm about to bring a little heat. And the heat came on me in a different way. It uh-huh. went from, and look, this was my very first time ever throwing a pitch and having a first pitch. So I felt honored. It was crazy. Yeah. I really like, I said, man, they're showing me some love. I'm a West Coast boy. I just felt honored. I almost became a Phillies fan right there and then. Yeah. I was like, Dodgers, almost. you're out. <laughs> I was like, and I just, and then as soon as I threw that bad pitch, Oh, they let you have it. And you felt it. I was like, oh, my gosh, get me out of here. Uh It's a good thing you hadn't bought your Phillies jersey just yet. (laughs) It's weird because those boos, it's kind of like a cheer. Yeah. In in that particular situation, it's kind of like the run DMC. It's not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. They're not booze meaning booze, but booze meaning yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. 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 What are you oh. talking about? Okay. Okay. Oh, he's trying to make me feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to convert me. <laughs> well, you should have tried. See if you guys can find the video of the guy from Cirque du Soleil uh, who threw out the first pitch mm-hmm. one time. That's how you throw out a first pitch. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. First off, so yesterday I was supposed to come back and redeem myself. Yes. Uh, and that died hard because... Uh, you, hey, you see hey, what I did there? Yeah, I you did, yeah, Because yeah. Bruce Willis uh, bumped me, which was an honor honor to meet him. I was like, shoot, I mean, I grew up watching you the whole yeah. night, so it was yeah. cool, but can we pull up his first pitch? <laughs> I think I, I think mine was better than his. Uh, he, wait, hold on a second. Back this up. I want you to see the Cirque du Soleil guy. Okay. Wait, it's, it's yeah, here we go. What uh, he does world? a... Wow. And, he, dude, he put it across the plate, too. Did he? Yeah, he yeah. did a crazy back backflip twist. Look watch, we'll show you, and watch this. Right See, right what you don't know is that that dude is really an American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, now pull up Bruce Willis's pitch from last night, and we'll do our best to describe these to those who have not seen it yet. But so you should, at what point did they tell you, um, by the way, Akbar? Well, so by the time I got to the park, um, they said, uh, hey, thank you so much for coming out, but uh, here, here's the deal. 
Bruce Willis is here. I said, oh, shoot, is he? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I was actually He's happy. Bruce me. Willis, yeah. I owe him a lot because I hadn't practiced one bit since. <gasps> what? <laughs> I hadn't practiced one bit. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't practice. And I didn't know if it was going to be the, oh, look, look, he's got the walk. He's got the cool walk and everything. Yeah, he's strolling he's still... out. See, everything about him oozes cool, that's okay. for sure. And he's yeah. not even at the uh, at the pitcher's mound, He's in no. front of, which okay. is what they do anyway. Uh, so he he lobs it and but it, the, but that was kind of an old man throw. It was yeah, it, it was. was an old man but throw. Was, but it was accurate. The bounce was it just went low. The catch. It went <laughs> low, just like mine. Just to call it the way it is, yours was a uh, outside, as they say, almost outside the park. But it was um, <laughs> yours, was on yours made yeah. it about yeah. five yards. I was yeah. far away. That one looked far worse yeah. from where I was. So when did, I they, it. did they have you stand in front in front of the mound as they did with him? Uh, no, I, they had me on the mound, okay. even though I wasn't supposed to, and I saw how far it was, because yeah. I had never been on a mound yeah. in real life, and I was like, oh, hell no, I can't make it. <laughs> so I cheated it and made it my way down to the bottom, uh-huh. and, um, but yeah. Still didn't work uh, out for you. Right, no, so. it didn't. <laughs> so did they say that they'll have you back again sometime to do it? Um, I, I think they may. Yeah, I think okay. they may. All, All right. right. But the next time we film, film Ninja Warrior down here in Philadelphia. Did, okay. did you hang with Willis? Uh, yeah, I did. I got a chance to meet him. I cool. uh, talked a little bit, and uh, yeah, He's that was sports, cool. Man. Yeah, but and, and he told me he played baseball uh, growing up. So yeah, so it th- was expected of him. To did know. he say anything about ever watching American Ninja Warrior? Or? No, okay. no, I didn't want to pin him up like that. You right, know what right. I mean? Like, he, you know, yeah. I didn't want to pin him up. I was just like, man, it was just man, it was cool to meet you. Yeah. So yeah, I took a picture, put it on the gram. You know, that's what you got to do. Put <laughs> yeah. it on the gram. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, we're going to talk about uh, your book as well because that is out, and that's one of the things that you're in town promoting. It's called "Everyone Can Be a Ninja." Yeah. And what all is this about? What's what's the basic theme? Well, of the book? Uh, not that you guys have a shot at becoming Ninja Warriors. No. Not that I'm I'm, a, I'm I'm dissing you guys, but no, the show the the show has really inspired me to um, to really kind of look within. Uh, for the last seven years, I've seen these ninjas compete on the show, and they overcome the obstacles on the course. And I just thought. You know, what about the obstacles we have in our own personal lives? And uh, it inspired me to want to inspire others by telling my personal story about the obstacles I had to overcome, not only to get in the NFL, to play in the NFL, but even making it to American Ninja Warrior. I was the least likely candidate to be hosting American Ninja Warrior on a primetime show. I didn't have a big NFL career. My brother played in the NFL almost 10 years, um, Packers Hall of Famer, and I didn't have that career. And when you look at TV and the landscape of sports television and entertainment, a lot of times those spots are reserved for the the big guys, the no. Hall of Famers, the Super Bowl winners, and I didn't have any of that. And so the journey there was uh, quite challenging, And but it was just me being resilient, uh, me thinking outside of the box, um, humbling myself, um, understanding my passion, and then approaching it. And so I took a backdoor approach where I just... I went to a local NBC station in San Diego and said, hey, look, I'll work for free, and I'll do the postgame show for the Chargers and the San Diego State Aztecs. And they go, like, for free? Yeah. You're, like, yeah. You're saying all the stuff that, that and, and that's honestly it, yeah, and we talk about it all the time, and we hope um, that it encourages people to do that. It also involves being fluid. Yes. Being able to adapt to different scenarios. And also being able, we talk about it, Preston, you've talked about it many times, sometimes being able to assess where you are in life, okay, so I'm not going to be this, right. and this doesn't appear, but I can take this and turn it around and maybe tilt it up and go this way, right. and that's a possibility. So yeah, it's understanding it's understanding kind of where you are in that space. Yeah. You know, one of the chapters I talk about is also, too, is rejecting your circumstances, and that applies in everything we do in life. Um, and it, it is not a sports thing. It's not. It's just... 
you know, I grew up in South Central Los Angeles and in the Crenshaw District. It's very easy for people to go, hey, like these are the circumstances I grew up in. Yep. Woe is me. This happened. And I say reject that, except that, you know, you understand the platform that you have or where you've grown up. But then you don't have to necessarily be a victim of it. I'm fascinated by the life of a, a professional athlete because yeah. um, you're, you're really trained to do one thing and do it really well. And then you make it to the to the highest mm. level that there is yep. uh, as a professional athlete in your sport of choice was the NFL. Mm. And then you have to figure out what to do after that. Yep. And you have to figure that out at a young age where you've been mostly trained to do just one thing. That's right, Nick. And so... I'm curious as to what your experience was in, in figuring out what to do afterwards yep. and and what other athletes that you've talked to, you know, when they're in their mid or early 20s, um, they're no longer going to do this sport for a living, you know, yeah. to, to make it's, a living, literally be a professional. Nick, it is one of the most challenging things because here you are, 20 for me, I was 28, 29 years old, and I'm retired. Right. <laughs> so, so That's speak. a mind blower. Yeah, and, and the depression that happens afterwards, it's the very first thing that happens. And it's the same thing that a person who's worked in an industry for 30-something years and they're in their 60s and they retire and they're kind of go, what do I do with my life now? And... You experiencing that at 30, 29, 28, and you have the your whole life in front of you, I mean, it is just a tank. And then you go through this identity crisis. So you go from this depression, like I'm not playing anymore, to this identity crisis, like who am I? What am I? And you start going around, people are looking at your the enormity of your size. Man, you should still be playing. And every time somebody says that to a former athlete, just know it gets them right in the gut because Aww. you're like, man, like, I should still be playing, but why aren't I playing? And everyone only identifies you as an athlete. And you start, you're trying to reshape yourself, but people keep trying to put you in this athletic box. And you're like, like, what do I do? And then you have to be able to evaluate yourself. And the evaluation process is very hard because the hardest person to get to know is yourself because there's denial, there are wounds, there are the things that you're familiar with. When you're doing sports for since from a kid all the way up to that age, it's hard. And so for me, I had to go and I had to stop myself and I had to say, what is it that you really want? I had to ask the hard question, why and what is your purpose? Because I really do believe that purpose defeats fear. I talk about that in the book. And if you understand your purpose, yep. then it eliminates the fear of trying something new because we all do we go try something new yes and it's, it's scary like i don't want to how do i um and i even go into the journey we can even go deeper and deeper into it like even from the financial standpoint i went from to accelerate the the, the, the point i went from three hundred thousand dollars in my bank account to forty thousand within less than two years it was almost two years and i wasn't buying private jets private you know Fancy smancy cars. I, I drove an Oldsmobile Bravada at the time. You were living. You know, I yeah, was just, just living. living. Life was happening, but right. I didn't have any income coming in. And I had to, got married. I had two kids. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my goodness. And I had to start making quick decisions and to understand, like, man, I'm going to, my little head start that I had was almost gone. Right. Real quick, uh, people are texting yep. in who are just joining and like them what they're hearing and they want to know who we're talking yep. to. It's uh, Akbar uh, Bajabi Amila who is here. And Steve, you had a question? Yeah, no, just to that point. So, so uh, uh, you know, a similar thing, and we've all had it at different levels. <laughs> Preston started off going to be a rock star. I was, <laughs> and I was a stand-up comedian for a long time. That was what my income was doing that. And, and then it shifted. I was like, nah, this is... It's not. It's firing for me, but not really. And then, and then shifted to radio, which was honestly when I was going to school was the least of the things that I was interested in. Suddenly became the thing, but I was starting over. And you, you know, you talk about making that assessment and and working for free and realizing, you know, what you have to do to get to get going. 
it's a daunting thing for a lot of people. But uh, you said something that that struck me is that you can't waste time just sitting there going, oh, "Woe is me." Sort right. of go right, make us make a swing at it, and, and and just start moving because if once you lose momentum. That's where you're going to fall prey to all I, those demons. I, Steve, you're so right. It's the momentum that is really key because there's this there's this pressure of I got to do something, and that's a healthy momentum. Like, what am I doing next? What am I doing next? But if you sit there and you just come, oh, I don't have anything going to me. Nobody's coming to me. Nothing's happening. And there's this whole entitled mindset that you got to break down because when you're in the league, people are always, like, giving you opportunities. They're just handing and putting it on your lap, and people are always doing things for you. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, I got to be the creator, and I'll never forget having a conversation with a former teammate of mine who played in the NFL, and uh, we were teammates at San Diego State. And I called him, and, then, and I called it the Magic Johnson syndrome. Yeah. Because Magic Johnson did a lot for athletes in showing that you can go from sports into being a businessman, but it was also there's a curse to it, too. Because so many guys lost focus. They saw Magic Johnson with the theaters and Starbucks and, and part owner of the Lakers, and he was doing all these different things. And I got out of the league, and I was like, I want to do broadcasting. I want to be. I want to have a franchise. Uh, uh, do franchising, and I want to do this, and I want to start a clothing line, and I want to do this, and I want to do all these things. And I remember my my teammate uh, Andrew Klein go, Akbar, hold on, I can't even keep up with all your ideas right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I remember him saying, Akbar, you have to choose one, choose one. If you fail at it, get up, try it again. If you fail, try it again. And I'll never forget that because I think what happens is you add all these different things and they're really built up excuses. Because if you shoot for five different things or six different things, you can say, well, you know, I was doing this and this and it, you, put, and it, you just lose focus. Well, it also you, you lose focus. You fall into, well, I got this guy. It's like, it's like the old thing about, uh, right. you see it in, portrayed in movies all the time with the, with the guy, the producer, the hustler, well, I got this. And then there's a thing yes, on the market yes. on and I, I just signed a deal with uh, cable. I, I get it for I thought bucks. that was an L.A. thing. <laughs> right, yeah. uh, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that it's that vibe of getting distracted. Um, and, uh, you know, I see, I see so many people and you, you give the advice. It's tough, man. It's, it's, it's tough at certain points, you know, and sometimes we get calls from people or emails from people who want to get into radio and they're, they're, you know, it, it, you have to be honest if you're well along and you have to take a look at the landscape, if it's your dream and you want to pursue it, great. Right. But you also have to be able to assess where you are and what is the likeliest path that's going to yield you. And I really results. do believe, Steve, that people can, like if someone wants to, and it may seem far off, like it was, it seemed like a wild dream yeah. for me to pursue this. Like, Akbar, you didn't have that football career. Come on, man. Like you, this, you're, you're going down the wrong path. And I was like, you're not going to stop me. In fact... I'm not going to do anything else. And at, it was at the detriment of putting my family in financial crisis. When I went down from $40,000, that money kept going from 300000 to 40000 I got my first gig doing Division II games for CBS College Sports, making $26,000 a year. And for me, on the inside, I felt rich. Now, my wife and the kids was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got a problem. Yeah. She was like, you asked me to stop working, and I was making more money than this. And in my mind, I just like... I'm doing what I love. I have a passion for it. Um, you couldn't tell me anything. Then I had to look at the bank account. I had to say, hold on, let me look at this statement. And I look at it and say, ooh, viva loca. <laughs> this isn't good. And, and no. then I made a pivot. But still, I was focused is the point. I was focused on and not making sure, not uh, making sure that I wasn't going down four different paths to then somehow suffocate the idea that I was, it never, you know it, what I mean? It never allows you to focus. Right. It, 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 you, in yourself, in your mind, you're convincing yourself you have momentum. Because right. look at all these things that I'm working, right. but only maybe one of them is even remotely 
going to be a, 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 give you a return right. while the others are just distractions. I had the same situation with my wife. We got to the point where I'm like, I think this is where I want to go. Right. I think this is going to happen. And she, we basically had that uncomfortable conversation. Okay. Ride with this me. This is how much yeah. time I'm willing to go along with this. Yeah. And then we're going to have to really reassess. And thankfully it did work out. But it's, those are, you have to have those discussions with yourself. You yeah. know? And, and we have this in all different parts of our lives where you, and, and I, I just, for me, like the book, I'm hoping that it will inspire people to be able to find that greatness. And you find that greatness by getting to know yourself better, understanding the things that you do well, the things that you don't do well, knowing when there is distraction. Like, again, talking to players or anyone, not not even former players, just people. And I, when I hear people tell me they're going in 15 different directions, it's just like, yeah, it sounds good, <laughs> but the truth is you're afraid to focus. Yeah. Number of people texting him wanting to know the name of the book is called Everyone Can Be a Ninja by Akbar Baja Biamila. And uh, you had mentioned at the beginning, you know, you grew up in Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. I The only thing I knew, or when it first came on my radar, that area in South Central. Boys LA, in the Hood. Boys in the Hood and, you know, colors and movies like that mm-hmm. and so on. How How... Is it that scary? Is this portrayed in some of the movies at that time when you were young? You, you know what? I, I felt John Singleton, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, I thought he did a great job in portraying the real struggle of my neighborhood in Boys in the Hood. Um, and people ask me, you know, but when you're living in the neighborhood, you understand where the dangers are. You understand what streets you can go down, what color you can wear, what kind of. So you create your own safe haven within the craziness. But the truth is, it was. I mean, um, it was accurate. I mean, I, those stories we know, you know, we, I, I grew up with those stories. I mean, for me to be in the seventh grade and lose a good friend of mine, which I talked, that was another obstacle. Like I remember losing my good friend to, you know, to a, to a shooting. <sighs> and at the time that was my reality as an older man now with kids. And I think back, oh my gosh, yeah. who the heck would want to murder a seventh grader? So Cause I have target? kids. And I'm like, a seventh grader? Yeah. Who, what could a seventh grader do to a person right. that you would want to murder them? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like this was an accident. I mean, this was a murder. He was yeah. the target. He was the target. He was not an innocent bystander. Yeah. That's, my daughter's in seventh grade. That blows the, my, my mind. My I, mind. I can't, but you now, just to like give you perspective, that was my reality. And it was just like, he wasn't the first person. Now, he's the first person that I knew intimately, right. mm-hmm. but he wasn't the first person that I heard of that. So, although I was sad, it didn't, like, it wasn't crazy to me. Yeah. Right. And that, now, with this context, it's a whole different thing. It, it was interesting with Boys in the Hood and seeing, and just seeing also documentaries. It's weird to say, you know, mm-hmm. how removed we are. Oh, I saw a documentary about this place where you lived. Right. But, uh, you know, it's California Sun, it's this, sure. and, and the ranch homes, and, that, and it's smaller, but it seems, you know, it's like, wow, uh, you know, how is how is this place ending up being so volatile? But you, you just explained it. You, if you knew how to play the neighborhood right, right. you could do and, okay. and, and it's not uh, And it's not all bad. Like, you yeah. go outside and you're, you're going to die. A hell well, of a yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Watching Boys in Hood, like, yes, there were parts of that movie that were just terrifying. I'm like, wow, I wouldn't want that to be a part of my life. But... It also looked like they were enjoying themselves. Yeah, you, know, like, you, you think about yeah, yeah, yeah. You think about Larry Fishburne and the mentor that he was in, in, in the movie. I knew that. That for me, I talk mm-hmm. about you know in my book, uh, everyone can be a ninja. Mister Garrison was that mentor for me uh, growing up, and I had so many other mentors along the way 
who tried to show me the rope, who showed me, you know, the good thing, my parents who were involved, introducing me to doctors and trying to get me around people who were influential and could lead me in the right direction and just show me and open me up to a whole new world. But those are some of the obstacles that I had to navigate, you know, growing up. When do you're you, in a neighborhood like that growing up, do yep. you do you want to um, stay there and fix it or do you want to get out or both? Uh, both. Yeah, both. Because, you know, you cannot... And I truly believe this because I think one of the mantras in the neighborhood is that, oh, yeah, he's keeping it real because he's in the neighborhood. But you cannot grow standing still. You've got to move forward. And so many times I think the mindset is like you got to just stay right here because what it does is just suffocates growth. You're not able to move forward if you're just stuck in one place. I've never seen a person stand still and, and be able to move forward. You just can't. And that's what it means when you when you're saying I got it now for me, I have a lot of resources that goes back to my neighborhood because I want to be able to help move kids forward. Right. Do you, right. Do, you do you think I'm sorry, Casey, yeah, yeah, do, yeah. do you think the NFL um, has in place uh, enough mechanisms now? You talked about earlier about, you know, facing retirement at the age of 27, 28. Are, are there mechanisms in place to sort of prep these athletes that come in and have the world by the cojones and they're ready to go and they don't realize you know, after football, they're not planning. Do, do they? Is there yes. anything that no, helps? No, no, no. no. I, you know, I don't even. And again, that, going back to rejecting your circumstances, I don't think it's an NFL thing. I think it's very easy to blame the NFL. Yeah, yeah. The NFL, like, look, they definitely have a responsibility because these athletes. You know, we give we give our body, we give everything to the game. Yeah, and they have things in place. I went through broadcast boot camp uh, for the NFL um, with the NFL where they get players who are interested in pursuing this plan, and they give you what's essentially probably about a $30,000, $40,000, you know, um, education. education process. Mm-hmm. I went through the business school, Wharton School of Business, right out here. Yeah. Um, and to, for business management, again, I was trying to pursue different areas, and they have all these different things and certifications that you can take to help move uh, players forward. Uh for me, it comes down to the player making a decision to focus and really understand. But it's a scary. It yeah. really is scary knowing that you got to jump into a whole other lane. You've been going 100 miles an hour in this lane, and mm-hmm. you've been comfortable, and now you got to make a switch in lane. That can be scary. Sure. And a lot of that's got to be on you, too, as well, even though because I'm sure that there are veterans saying, watch your money. This ain't going to last forever. Yeah. I'm sure the NFL has right. programs. The NBA does. I know that on how to, to manage yourself. Yeah, but it's not ready. even a watch the, your money type of thing as it is finding your purpose. Because you've been so focused, hyper-focused at a high level. Right. Most people cannot be that hyper-focused. And I think what makes what we all, what makes us in awe of athletes is the fact that we are so hyper-focused on one thing and we can do it well repetitively. Mm. We go back and get better and get better. Like, how can, how can Odell Beckham get better? I mean, gosh, he's already good. Yeah. But he's going to get better. And you see Crazy. these with these athletes. Most people in their lives, they just stay even because they're sometimes what I believe is a lot of people are afraid of success. But if I stay just right there in the middle and I'm just flowing along yeah. in a comfort zone, nobody ever has expectations of me. And I can just continue to consistently work through 20, 30 years of just staying right there. But if I stay hyper-focused and constantly looking to move the bar every time, that, that, that's a big deal. That's, that's a I'm big talking. deal. Yeah. Hey, um, so you're a world-class athlete. Not much of a baseball player. Was. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure you still are. Um, how are you on roller skates? Um... Not very good. Okay. Uh, it takes me about 20 minutes to, to warm into it. Uh-huh. And then after a while, I start scooting. And from scooting, I start thinking I'm cool. Yeah. And then that's it. Did you see yeah. this documentary on, on roller skating rinks in the area that you, that you grew up in? And 
How they're just disappearing? Um, oh, yeah, I was a part of it. Um, World on Wheels was the biggest one in, in our neighborhood. Um, it was the, I mean, I think it was probably one of the biggest ones in the area. And you're right. It used to be a thing, but it also used to be an area where people used to get shot up a lot, too. Uh, and well, that'll, so, that'll hurt it. Yeah, and, yeah. and so people do- just stopped going. But it was funny because in the documentary, they, they had talked about that and how uh, on these, you know, these nights, it, people were like, all right, let's just put our differences aside and let's yep. just skate. Oh no! It was no. It, it was a thing. It, it's a part yeah. of the vibe. It's a part of the dancing. It's a part of the the culture of just moving. But I always wish I could skate like the, some of the people. And I used to. In fact, I still hate good skaters. Well, I hate good skaters. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, I'm pretty, good. pretty I can, good. I can shuffle. A can little you bit. really? Mm-hmm, yeah. And can you do the thing where you skate, 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 and they turn around and you do that little swivel back and you start skating backwards? Yep. I hate people who can do that. <laughs> Uh, it, just, it, it makes me upset. Do we have footage, Preston? It was uh, we, in fact one of the empty uh, construction areas here. We had him skating around and got some footage. Oh, you guys yeah. can probably put of it up. Of course, there's like you know screws and bolts and things <laughs> laying all over the place. Yeah. It was a little bit difficult, but I, I love doing that. <laughs> I'm just curious. Uh, you know, right now we're getting a lot of texts coming in of people who are ready to take on the world today. There you yeah. go. Hey. After listening to Akbar speak yeah. about this, and they can pick up your book, which is available now, right? Yeah, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, everyone can be a ninja. It's available wherever books are sold or you can go to IamAkbar.com to purchase. Is there an audio uh, version of it? I did the audio version. Can I be honest? Can I just keep it real because I feel like we're family in here? Sure. (laughs) You know, I've heard audio books for a long time, and sometimes there are people who just give you like that lecture hall type. Oh, voice. yeah, dude. I couldn't I, do it. I couldn't let one of them, those rando, yep. those rando lecture hall readers do my book. And so I had to do it. But it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do before because the pressure of reading and trying to make sure you're not boring. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I must have taken 100 takes just to do one line, one, I, one yeah. paragraph. How long did it take you to do the whole book? Do you really want to know? Yes. <laughs> Five days. Uh, yeah. Five, that's okay. five, that's not that, that bad. Yeah. Five days. So, so uh, I listen to a lot of books when I'm when I'm hiking. Like I'll, you know, I'll pop them in and as, I'm, as I'm going along. And I hike every day, so I'm, I'm listening to a lot. Yeah. You're exactly right. I know some dudes, and when I hear them at the beginning of the thing, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> right. And then sometimes sometimes people read their own books, and they shouldn't. Yes, yeah. yeah, Stephen uh, King shouldn't. I would encourage people, just go ahead and hit me up on social media. I want to know. It was my very first time at it. Uh, all right. And um, <laughs> <laughs> That's opening up a can of worms. I don't, oh, yeah, I'm going to go listen to it. You suck. <laughs> I, can't, I don't want to be a ninja anymore. <laughs> No, I, I mean it was. I was. I was nervous. I was so nervous doing it. But I was like, I, I didn't want anyone else to tell my story. It just would feel weird for someone else to oh, do from. You know what I mean? No, it, it does because it's. It, you're passionate about it. To right. have a third party relay what you're passionate about would seem uh, lacking authenticity. Right, because you could have the perfect inflection and the romantic voice yeah. when you're reading, and you know what, but. It doesn't have the same effect if it's not coming from I was yet. listening to one book. Was, I li- listened to a lot of political stuff, and there was a kid, one of the guys, whenever he would be, to other somebody else would be quoting, reading a quote, his voice, his voice, would almost go up like, and then he's, I don't want, and it's like, what, you, what, what, what is this? You, you, know, what? you know what? This sounds ridiculous. I was, uh, okay, this is funny that you say that, because when I would quote, so Allison Felix um, uh, you know, her story is featured in my book. My former teammate, Namdi Asmo, who played for the Eagles. Right. Um, his story is featured in, but when I was going through and reading Allison, some of the stuff that Allison and I were talking about, I was like, okay, how do I do Allison's voice? You know, because Allison says, well, they used to call me chicken legs. And so I was like, 
But they used to, and so I was trying to find that because I don't want to sound like this <laughs> because that's not how Allison sounds. So yeah. I was trying to find the balance in between my voice to figure out how to to represent that it was Allison speaking and not it's me. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, a lot of people are asking how to spell your name because they're looking for the uh, the book, and that's a chore. Is that really? Uh, people, not, yeah. that's, that did not just come in, did it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh boy. Okay, here we go. I hope you is, are people listening to this yeah, right now yeah, live. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, and I'm not doing the alphabet, so please don't 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 send in. He just gave the alphabet. Yeah, yeah. It's G B A J A B I A M I. L-A. There are a lot of A's in there. That was my last name. Here you go. Just just type in American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> and then go to IMDB and you'll see the host. You'll see it's Akbar. You'll recognize the name. If, if you yeah. can't spell it all out right now and you're in your car or something. Like no, what, what, are you, what are you trying to say? People can't remember how to spell my last name while driving? I mean, come on. The people here in Philadelphia are pretty small. I just told you I went to Warden. Yeah, I'll bet you there are times when you misspell your own name. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, you know when I misspell my last name? Is when people have a hard time on the other end listening yeah. to my name and say, okay, give me your spelling. In it. And I go, G is in George, B is in boy. Hold on, where am I? Uh, right, right, uh, right, yeah, right. A is in Apple. Like, I gotta keep up where Can I am. You say can you say Giannis's last name? Uh, oh my goodness! And we're from the same tribe. <clears throat> I, I gotta see it in from attend compo. Cause somebody put it in front Kathy of me. Can do I, it. I, I can, no, no, but put it in I front. I struggle of, with it. No, no, no. I can say it if I look at it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have it. Right and he only has two more letters in his last name than I do. Okay. Uh, here you go. Kathy's gonna take it. Shame over. on me. And then we're from the same Yoruba tribe. <laughs> I can see my dad say, "Well, I can't." Okay. Yeah. Attend. <laughs> Ante Tokumpo. There you go. Ante Tokumpo. Yeah, I'm trying to do it with the Nigerian uh, Ante accent. Tokumpo. Tenkumpo. Tenkumpo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are you, ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you Niger? I am. Okay, okay. All right. I just don't go out a lot. Okay. Yeah. It's Very not nice. easy. No, it's not. No, um, it's not. It's not. But it's a it's a Yoruba name. So as you can see, Baja Biamila is way easier. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. By the way, we got to wrap things up but real quick about American Ninja Warrior. What's yes. the status of that? Yeah, May 29th. So that's in uh, 13 days. We premiere season 11 of American Ninja Warrior. It's amazing. Uh, we're super excited about this. For the first time in season 11, we're doing something brand new. We're going to be pitting ninjas versus ninjas um, on the power tower. So the two fastest ninjas at the end of the episode will face off. At the same time? At the same time. Yeah, at the same time. They're going to go head to head. Somebody might go blow for blow, too, but I didn't say anything. But, but yeah, it's going to be a showdown. It's going to be pretty epic. So um, uh, we can't wait for it. Uh, We start off in L.A. We kick it off with Los Angeles, and uh, then we travel to six other cities. Well, the book is called Everyone Can Be a Ninja. It is out now, and uh, we appreciate you coming by. Thank Aquas. you. Should Great I spell the last name one more time? <laughs> one more time. Go for it. G-B-A-J-A-B-I-A-M-I-L-A. And that's yeah. pronounced Baja Biamila. Ladies and gentlemen, Akbar Baja Biamila. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
Breaking news uh, for those. Breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, who love music. It is the Rolling Stones. They've uh, reannounced their uh, their date. Remember, they had to cancel dates. Yes. Uh, so it looks like the uh, Stones are going to be coming to Philadelphia at the link. July 23rd. That is when the show will be. Tickets sold for the original date will be honored. Fans do not need to exchange their tickets. Uh, those who cannot attend the rescheduled date can refund their tickets by accessing their Ticketmaster account. That is not much later than the original date. Um for having had heart surgery. Yeah. <laughs> He's back up. Did you see the footage of him practicing his dancing? Uh, I did not. I read that it was out there, and I didn't see it, yeah? The guy's in his 70s. Yeah. He's yeah. bouncing around. It's amazing. Uh, so, once again, the date. Coming to Philadelphia, Lincoln Financial Field, July 23rd. So, if you've got tickets, you just hang on to them, use them. If you can't go, you can refund those tickets. And listen, there will pe- be people that refund those tickets. Uh, which means I would ima- I imagine that some more tickets will go on sale at some point. So just a heads up on that. Stones coming to Philly. Jot down that date, uh, July 23rd. And uh, this keep keeps inching closer and closer to my field of vision, so I will hit this now. <laughs> uh, Casey has got an event tonight. It is tonight. It is a big, very important event for uh, the um, Bend to the Shore Bike tour that I'm doing yes. uh, benefits families of the badge charity, um, but Team WMMR. We were the talk of the tour last year with our jerseys. Tonight is the night where you can vote for this year's team jersey. Uh, I have kind of whittled it down to four different designs, and I'm going to allow people to vote. Only people who are are members of the team right now, right? No, anybody, 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 anybody who, who right. is there tonight. We, so we're not doing online voting or anything like that. So we have an event. At the Irish Pub at 20th and Walnut from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock tonight. If you show up, pay $10, you can vote. Uh, I have what I think are four really, really, really great designs. I actually have um, jerseys left over from years past yeah. that I will also be selling. All right. Uh, you know, and, and it's all going to go towards uh, Team WMMR Rock and Rollers. But, uh, you know, $4 pints of uh, Bud Light. Right, thank you to Bud Light for being a, a great sponsor of the team this year. Uh, but uh, I would love to invite everybody that can make it out tonight, 8 to 10, Irish Pub, 20th and Walnut. Cool. All good. Hey, uh, I did not get a chance to see our Clash Room episode last night. I had a uh, choir concert to go yeah, to. Yeah, you've been- Every night you've been out doing something uh, with the uh, family. So I'm, I'm hopefully going to catch it today. I did record it, but it's on again today at noon on Fox 29. And we have the host of that show, our dear friend, Mr. Richard Curtis. Hey! To chat real quick. Hey, man. What's going on? Yo, bud. How you? I'm living the dream. It's Keystone testing today at school. <laughs> so we gave the kids the directions and said, good luck with your future. Yes, <laughs> that's it. Not too much pressure there. Uh, Richard is a teacher at uh, Souderton Area High School, which is where I was last night for the choir concert. So uh, my yeah, kids. How were they? How were they oh, doing last night? They're they phenomenal. Okay? They they are absolutely. I'm telling you, I'm so impressed uh, every time I see uh, all those music programs at, at Saturday are great. So I, I love going to the concerts. It's awesome. But man, I missed the episode. I'm going to watch it. It's on again today at noon, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, get some lunch, whatever you eat, healthy or not. McDonald's, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Sit down, and I'm telling you guys, you did so well. I was so proud of everybody. I'll tell you what, you guys rocked it. Well, I tell you what. Now, you know, I I told you, and, and I, I proved it with my knowledge of the show. My wife and I watch it every night, Monday through Friday, six thirty, and uh, and um, I've seen some real staggering blowouts. And I've I, I said, let's just 
let's keep this one competitive. And I was happy with our level of competition. No one phoned it in. And uh, I felt I felt good about the way uh, the both sides played the game. Were you happy as a host? Can you say that we assess our performance? Give us a letter grade on our performance. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. First, let's just start at the top. I'm going to give out my distinguished honor roll member. There's only one. There is only one on the distinguished honor roll, and I got to give it to my man Casey. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Thank yep. you. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. He Listen, was the standout. <laughs> It was a simple answer that he gave. Even when he didn't know the right answer, he gave an answer like Gordon Shumway, and I was on board. Yes. Oh, and one one of your uh, one of your producers was cracking up when he said that. <laughs> I think her name was Diana. Yeah, yeah, she's a floor director. Do you do you want to tell everyone who Gordon Shumway is if they don't know? Because I did have to Google it. Oh, did you really? Yeah. So Gordon Shumway that's uh, that's Alf. Yeah. On, on yeah, Melmac, was... his his first and last name was was Gordon Shumway. That was a question like a about the president. <laughs> yes, about who, which which president named the White House. Yeah. Uh, and you said Gordon Chumway. But the, the uh, Nick was – well, Nick, you take it because you were, you, so you, you were there. It was your game to take. You wanted to uh, to establish – you've tried out for Jeopardy a couple of times. This is your your art form. You still remember – everybody remembers the questions you get wrong, and we, we've been talking about it. I First of all, I had so much fun. You are such a great host, uh, Rich. It was, oh, thanks, it, was it was really cool to watch on TV last night. Uh, immediately, I think we all had the same reaction when it was over that we wanted to do it again because yep. Casey did really, really well. I was so impressed and proud of Casey because he really did crush it. Um, but I, I wanted to play again because the competitive nature and, and me was pissed that we lost, you know, and our team did well. But I think the final score was we were just separated by 20 points, right? I think that's what. Yeah, it was unbelievable, man. It was uh, down to the final question. Now, uh, this is what I'm going to say because you came in hot. I mean, you texted me. You're like, dude, I'm going to crush. And I got excited because I'm like, this is going to be a one-man wrecking ball. And then they played you smart. They put you in detention right away. I mean, you were out of the game before you could even start playing that. That was the easy play right there. You know what, yeah. though? Yeah. I well, think anybody would have, would have taken Nick out first. I don't want to give it away, but then we, we countered the play, you know, and, and that's it. And it's what you guys do well because you most often have teachers facing off against students. Mm-hmm. So everybody's playing style there's the 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 pop quiz at the beginning, which you know favors the bold who jump in. And Casey, I kept forgetting that if it didn't matter if you buzzed in and thought about it for a few seconds, you're not going to get penalized for not getting the question yeah. wrong. And then there's the other questions where you can work with the group or you know the mm-hmm. spelling. It it, it it plays off everyone's capabilities, so everyone had a shot to shine. Well, you guys were you guys were an awesome group. We got a bunch of these cool like different episodes coming up here. We got Temple in the works. Uh, could be some big time sports teams. Who knows? Stay <laughs> tuned. It's going to be a good one. Listen, I got to hook it up for Marissa though because she got her spelling word wrong and she looked like she never heard this word before. I want to give her another shot live on the air right now. Oh, really? Oh, All right. Right. I will uh, turn her mic on. And can he hear you on uh, on your mic? Yes, you should okay. be able to. But yeah, if you saw you. my face last night, I mean, my face just now when you said that, I just wanted to say that you said solicit, and in my head I was thinking society. So let's just clear it up and leave it there. Uh, you sure. Don't have to say right. Well, spell spell solicit. All right. S O L I C I T. I threw an extra I. I don't know. All right. So Close this enough. is the hardest part, though, is when you're in that when you're in the game and you got the cameras on you. 
man, you break, like, you just kind of, sometimes you can just fall apart. And I'm like, oh, man, the look on your face when I said the word solicit looked like you haven't heard it ever before in your life. I'm like, this is fantastic television. Well, I think I could have taken that round. The one thing is that both Casey and I were trying to do, Casey does a better job. In fact, we're looking at Casey do what what he does so well. He's such a good game player. Yep. Casey looks up to, like, a, a in his mind, a faux chalkboard. And remembers yes. and, and writes the letters. And I was doing that in my mind. And on the last word, I I went right through the most difficult part of the word and just dropped a letter that was obvious. And I don't know why I did that. You know, so that's yeah, – you'll get caught up. We were talking to Mike Jerry yesterday, and the truth of the matter is you have very learned people. Mike's smart. Alex, she's, uh, you know, tremendously smart. You get there. You're under the pressure <laughs> of answering these questions, and you fold. Yeah. Well, Steve, you mentioned pressure. I had plans. As soon as you said we were going to do a spelling bee, I was just going to do the Billy Madison, are you going to the mall tomorrow? But you're you're under the lights, and, and it's in a game, and it, you kind of take it seriously. Not kind of. We really took it seriously, yeah. and I just failed. Hey, I got to give a huge shout-out to my boy Chuck, too, filling in last minute. Coming <laughs> through great. big time. Uh, and yeah, the, the, oh. Well, Richard, uh, Casey observed a fun fact about Chuck this morning, and that is? He got zero questions right. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, did you get any wrong? I was going to say that, but Gordon I didn't want to say it. I didn't know if he'd get mad. Hey, he has, I'm getting the domain name, www.chucknotkathy.com. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just going to put a gif of his thousand yard stare when he asked the question, who's dating Channing Tatum? He, he, he was, he was oh, there man. under duress, but he did Casey a great and job. I knew that answer, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. hey, Richard, uh, who, is, uh, who comes up with the question? Where, where do they originate? So we got a we got a hot shot team. Just five individuals that are working nonstop and just coming up. This is the hardest part because, of, like, they are always coming up with different avenues and different ways to come up with. Like, all right, this would be a cool kind of line of questioning, whether it's for the final exam. Guys, I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I just have to show up. They're doing all the work. So yeah. Huge shout out to the crew. They're doing no. They, in fact, we were talking to your your producers, and they say that one of the most arduous parts of the whole thing is making sure that the question there's no wiggle room, and the answer to the question provided is the correct answer, and you got to get that right. Yeah. You know, you got to be on that. So, but again, you guys are great. What we have to do when we do it again, uh, we loved having Chuck, but Kathy has to be a part yeah. of it, so we can have the yeah. complete dynamic. Yeah, uh, Kathy, I, th- I think the world needs to see it. Yeah, <laughs> Kathy, let me ask you: What pop star did Channing Tatum? I know. I mean, you already we've already been through this. I wouldn't have gotten that. Oh, you wouldn't have gotten it. No. It was Jesse J. Yep. 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 Me yep. and Preston right. Well, then I'll tell you other. what. Let me just see how she does. Nick, this got you out in spell check. Let's see how you do it. This for Kathy. Oh, spell pneumonia. P N. I don't know. Oh. Val. E-U-M-O-N-I-A. And I'll tell you, that's a tough word to spell. It sure is. <laughs> it's funny because we were watching some of the video. I remember getting that wrong, of course, and Steve had taught you. But I don't. I didn't remember which ones I got right. But I I will always remember the ones you got, I got wrong. You and, got the numer- the math question wrong, which I know you're very good at math. Oh, oh and, my son got that in, in about a half a second because yeah. you, you, we were watching and it. he should. He said, what's 9 times 12? And, and before you even buzzed in. Uh, he's like, oh, it's 108. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, not, but it's he's not 86? Also, no, it's not 86. But he is, like, you know, doing their, they do their times tables. Nick's so answer. Yeah. 86! <laughs> you know what? The, I have to write everything down and yes. see it, whether it's spelling, math, no matter what it was. Even you, Bucks code versus <clears throat> Delco case. Like, yeah. I, I have to, and we we voted not to write it down. Big right. mistake for me. Well, you're not afforded that, that oh, except for the last question. Right. The crazy thing about the spelling 
is that Nick McElwain is our, all of our personal spell checks in the studio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We don't we don't type it down. We go, hey Nick, how do you spell pneumonia? Yep. And he's like, oh, it's easy, P N E U. Yeah, not not U E. No, not which right. is what I did, and I'll I'll, yeah. I'll never misspell that again. But I mean, it, that's uh, Steve. You know, when you're on camera. It changes the dynamic on yep. it. Uh, you're, you're, yep. you're, you're, yeah, it's a whole, yeah, exactly. That's it. We've said it time and time again, and that's the best way for us to explain our terrible capabilities. <laughs> well, we, we had a great time. It airs again today. It'll be on at noon, right, Richard? Yeah, that's right. And I got to give a huge shout-out to the Red Cross, who you guys were playing for, uh, and uh, they get a $500 check courtesy of you guys. So that's a big win for them. Yep. And then uh, you, all the listeners out there, we're giving away free $50 Rita's gift cards for you guys just to sit at home and watch it. Uh, you get to play. You get a question of the night. Uh, you can win $50 Rita gift cards every single night. And uh, I think it's a four-pack to six flags. So, like, that's a win-win, man. Yeah. We're headed into summer, man. It's a perfect little uh, family treat. Right. Listen, it's a, it's a great show. Check it out. 6.30 on Fox uh, 29 in the evening and then uh, noon hours uh, re-airs today on Fox 29 as well. But, uh, thank, dude, we had so much fun, Richard. I appreciate yeah, guys, it, man. Thanks for being there, man. This is awesome. Enjoy I gotta the rest. Give out a few, uh, I got to give out a few detentions here in class because the kids are spray-painting the walls. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. to go. All right, go. All right, take care. Richard Curtis, yeah. guys. Yeah. See you, man. Host of Classroom on Fox 29. I've seen ones where, like, it's there's a 200-point difference, oh, and, and really? Richard's saying, hey, it's a close game. <laughs> right, right. I'm trying to sell it. We, we were legitimately a close game. It so. was tight. Yeah, it came down to the last question. All right, let's get to the Bizarre Files. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Files. And it's brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville with everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional information. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? All right, here we go. Florida story. Florida woman this time, oh, actually. Okay. Uh, 29-year-old woman was arrested Monday evening after striking a hospital worker with a used feminine product that the suspect had removed from her pants. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Defendant Coffee Castellian sought treatment in the emergency room in Largo, a Tampa Bay suburb. While in the hospital, cops say Castellian swiped seven bathing cloths and ten sets of hospital slippers, estimated to be worth about ten bucks. That minor pilferage cost Castellian a felony rap since she has two prior theft convictions. Uh, she then doubled up her docket sheet when she allegedly took a feminine pad from underneath her pants and threw ah! it at a health care provider, striking the female victim in the stomach with the used product. Uh, Castellian was charged with battery on a health service personnel <laughs> after posting $7,000 bond uh, $7,000 bond yesterday morning. She was uh, freed from the county jail. How used was it? I don't know. Okay. Used enough. Used enough. Uh, the additional, the addition to her theft priors, she's been convicted of narcotics possession, battery of a law enforcement officer, obstruction violating probation, filing false police report, failure to appear in court, and providing false name to police. Never consider those things defensive weapons. Right, know. exactly. But, you know, you throw it hard enough. Uh, a Florida man. Hey! Yeah, go ahead. Why not? Florida man. Florida man. Was arrested after slapping his girlfriend in the face with a cheeseburger. Uh, the Martin County Sheriff's Office said that things between 30-year-old Kyle Jamison Jones and his girlfriend escalated when he did not get his way. 
Uh, they were uh, police were called to his home by his living girlfriend. They say that Jones' girlfriend told deputies that Jones abruptly woke her up by slapping her in the face with a cheeseburger. What what was he not getting his way? Don't know. Because uh, if he'd gone to Burger King, you can have it your way, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. The victim said that the attack continued as Jones pulled her hair and kicked her down the stairs. So this guy wow. is a horrible person. Uh, when deputies arrived, the victim was reportedly visibly upset and covered with particles of the burger. Uh, Jones only admitted to deputies that there was a verbal dispute. He refused to say anything about becoming physical with the victim, and he was charged with battery and taken to jail. I've got to say, over the past year and a half, you've had six to ten burger as weapon stories. Yeah, that's happened a bit, yeah. All right, here is a follow-up story. I guys, I promise you guys this from a couple of days ago. Uh, the man killed in a crossbow murder-suicide pact in Germany is believed to have led a cultish group devoted to medieval folklore and treated the women around him like slaves. Mm. The bodies of Torsten W., and uh, in Europe a lot of times they just give the initial of the last name, and two women were found in a hotel room in Bavaria on Saturday alongside three crossbows. The deaths were linked to two more deaths in Germany on Monday. Torsten appeared to have controlled the women like an oppressive sect leader, German media reports. The alleged cult-like leader and uh, a woman named Kirsten E. were found in bed, hand-in-hand, impaled with arrows from the modern crossbow. Uh, A woman named Farina C., who had been hit in the neck with an arrow, was lying on the floor. Uh, Two wills found in the room were linked to Torsten and Kirsten. Uh, Police are treating the case as a requested killing and suicide, suggesting Farina first shot the couple and then herself requested to do this. What the okay. hell? Yeah. So this was followed by the discovery of two more dead women on Monday at the house of Farina in the town of Weddingen. Uh, one of them, Gertrude C., was the partner of Farina C., and the other was a 19-year-old woman. Now, since the discoveries, disturbing reports have emerged about Torsten. He controlled the four women like a cult leader who used physical force and psychological manipulation. Investigators suspect that they were all members of a kind of sex circle with a focus on the Middle Ages. Torsten may have been the guru of the group. He was apparently in relationships with several women who he ruled over like a master. The news also spoke with a couple who feared that their ni- the 19-year-old woman found dead was their daughter, Karina, who they said had fallen under the spell of Torsten years ago and broken off contact with him. How many people in this cult? Was it just them? I think so. The yeah. once happy girl had uh, met him through martial arts classes and had soon become withdrawn and depressive, the parents said, recalling how she had dyed her hair black and moved out. Police say the cause of death, uh, deaths in Whittington, is as yet unclear and no crossbows were found at the scene. Wow. That's majorly effed up. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, maybe there will be more that comes out in this story. In Japan, pro wrestler uh, Kenji Abe has been arrested on suspicion of assault after he allegedly slammed a man to the ground in a supermarket parking lot in uh, Chigasaki City. Uh, The physical altercation occurred after a dispute with a man over a parking space. Police say Abe grabbed the man's neck with both arms and then pinned him to the ground. The victim suffered minor injuries, including bruises and cuts to his head. Are you good to let me park here? Uh, police say Abe has admitted to the charge and quoted him as saying that he got angry <laughs> <I'm> after, <sorry>. <laughs> after the other man cut in front of him while he was about to enter a vacant space in the parking lot. You don't hear you don't hear the, a lot of the going crazy stories in Japan. 
Yeah, you know, over, like, you know, like, like road rage and yeah, so forth. Yeah, yeah. So this is an anomaly. All right. And there you go. That's what I have for you in the B-File. we got to take a break. I want to give away some movie passes. We have the premiere of The Hot Zone. It's on Tuesday at 7 p.m. at the Ritz at the Boars. Now, this includes complimentary popcorn and soda and will be hosted by our own Casey Boy, presented by National Geographic, The Hot Zone, a three-night limited series inspired by true events surrounding the origins of Ebola and its arrival on uh, U.S. soil in 1989. People get sick. Yeah, they get sick from it. Uh, five callers will get you on board. 215-263-WMMR. The Hot Zone, hot zone premieres uh, May 27th. National Geographic. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Official opening of the Jersey Shore. Think of it as complete concert coverage to kick off summer and your Memorial Day weekend. Friday, May 24th, we're broadcasting live all day from some iconic shore points. Join the Preston and Steve show live from Keenan's in North Wildwood. Presented by Coors Light, the Jersey Shore's most refreshing beer. Dig your toes in the sand in Atlantic City with Pierre Robert live from Margaritaville. Jackson rocks your happy hour at the Inlet in North Wildwood with Victory Brewing Company's Summer Love and the first official flip-flop nation party. WMMR's official opening of the Jersey Shore from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your summer. Our coolest teacher of the year that we awarded today from Archbishop Carroll was uh, Mrs. Emma Volpe, also known as Miss Mack at the school. And the next school that was chosen is North Monco Technical Career Center. In Lansdale. So we need to hear from you guys and uh, which teacher you want to nominate. So text word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. And we'll find out who that is tomorrow morning. Should be pretty cool. By the way, we have uh, new Black Keys music. And Do we? We're, yeah, we're going to be playing that in just a few minutes. In the uh, After the next commercial break, we will play the song, which is called Go. So uh, just giving you a heads up on that. And I'll remind you before we wrap. Uh, quickly, I had an email I wanted to read. Uh, this says, hey, guys, just uh, wanted to... F- say that I was so impressed with my first Kathy's Cuts. Ah. Uh, from start to beginning, it was a wonderful and impressive operation. A quick backstory: I met you guys about a year and a half ago when my Dave and I were on for Not Your Average Listener. His cousin's helicopter burnt to the ground on the way to the oh, studio. Right. Yes. Wow. I remember this. I talked to her at the event. Uh, anyway, I wanted to say what a standout <laughs> event it was. My hair was one of the last appointments of the morning with Kara uh, from Gravity, who I will be back to see. Love my hair. I attached a few photos of the amazing morning spent at Kathy's Cuz. Thank you all for your hard work and Kathy and every person working at the event. And that is from Megan Clark. Throwing in a shirt there. Um, she just wanted to indicate what a great event that was, Kath. Yeah, so she was talking to Kara, who cut her hair, um, and Kara, like, couldn't believe... She didn't understand what we were talking about. We were talking about the vehicles and the cars and the helicopter that um, caught on fire, so we ended up showing a lot of the people that were there the pictures, and everyone was like, oh my god, I can't believe these are street legal. Yeah. And then we told the story about how they were on their way here. Oh yeah, they're street legal. Never made it. <laughs> yep. Sometimes they never make it down the street. Yep. Uh, there's an article about Kathy in uh, Philly, uh, Philly.com, or she's either in the Inquirer or the Daily News, but it was on Philly.com. Oh, about Kathy's Cuts? Kathy's Cuts, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Are you aware of that? Uh, yes. It, okay. Yeah, they, there was the picture of actually um, me and Kara, who we're talking about, and Kara's daughter, who cut her hair. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, and the news stations all covered it, and yeah, it was great. All right. Um, yesterday, uh, some, we were, it was brought to our attention here that something was going on in our offices, and uh, then the text messages started flying <laughs> back and forth amongst us here on the show. <laughs> Uh, and it was pretty funny to watch, actually, the exchange. 
Uh, but uh, there was a, an email that was sent out that we were going to have to have our um, studios checked because there may have been uh, bed bugs brought into the area. And uh, we've had everything checked out. They actually just brought a dog in uh, to sniff. Yeah, it was, I think it was Jack Russell's what it looked like. Yeah. Josie was her Josie name. Josie is the dog. And uh, there's, she can appear- no, there's no bed bugs. Well, no, that's not true. There were on a chair. Oh, was there? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Or yeah, it was certainly like a, a warm zone or something. A warm like that zone. They call those. That's so. what I call my chairs at home. Yeah, my warm zone. I think what everybody was worried about was an infestation, mm-hmm. which I guess is not the case if it was just on the chair. I don't know. Just on the chair. The rest of the place is apparently clean. Josie scoured our studio and nothing. And I'm never coming back again. You would have thought there was a radiation <laughs> leak here. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Um, Kathy was, uh, and it was funny because I think I started the text chain because they said, hey, well, guys. I didn't see it. Yeah, I said, um, the email. there's uh, bed bugs. Um, um, when I said, okay, uh, so bed bugs in the uh, studio down the hall. We cannot talk about this on the air. My wife is going to freak the F out. So, um, <laughs> so I, I never told my wife that there was a bed bug. She wouldn't have let you go to work. No. That was probably. the first thing I told my wife, yeah. and I started laughing. Yeah. Because, listen, there's, there, I'm surprised that's all we have. They're ripping the entire <laughs> building apart, wall, walls that have, haven't been opened up in years. Yeah. I, I imagine there's at night there must be a big vermin hoedown when we leave. Yeah. <laughs> because you walk around, there's these cavernous. Like a wall will disappear. Yeah. There's a big opening now. Yeah. You walk down one hall, it's 11 degrees, and then the next hall, it's 1,400 degrees. There's also, it's a whole new environment. It's like you're on some spaceship that's just, you know, morphing all the time, and that's what this is well, here. Yeah. I'm just glad that they alerted us to it. Yeah. Because what, during some of the construction, apparently they were re- removing asbestos, and nobody ever told us. Well, that's when that wall went up down at the end of the hallway. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, you, t- and I almost walked into that wall. That's how quickly it went up. I yeah. started to turn down to go down to what I thought was Chuck's office yeah. down the hall that used to exist. Like Looney Tunes. And there was a wall. Um, so my wife will, when we go check into a hotel, yeah, uh, it, it's the always the same situation. We open the door, we shut the door, we leave our bags right at the door while right. she goes and strips all the beds and, and looks through all the furniture for bed bugs. She's okay. like definitely She's fanatical, yeah, fanatical minute, about it. Yes. So before you guys even enter the room, there's we an have to leave our bags at the door. There's an inspection. <laughs> in fact, when I get, uh, check into a hotel when she's not there, like so we were just in Clearwater, and when I call her... Did you check did for bedbugs? Yeah, every <laughs> single time. dragging them home? Yeah, I go, yes, I did. Where did Absolutely. this fear come from from her? From I don't her. know. She probably read it on, you know, a news story somewhere. And I, there, and, 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 and Kathy <sighs> was bugging out because they're tough to get rid of. They're, they're really they're tough. They're extremely tough to get rid of. And I certainly did not want to bring them home to my house. Well, yeah. do you, here's what happened. You remember the last big bed bug scare where ho- entire hotels were infested. Mm-hmm. And then they were showing up in Manhattan movie theaters. And, you know, they, they spread quite liberally, quite quickly, and it's terrifying for people. And that's when they start to sell those lights, travel lights now, mm-hmm. where you hold along the mattress and what to look for. I forgot. What what would you look for if you wanted to find bed bugs? You look in the, even it, visible to the naked eye. Well, you eye. look in the creases of the beds. Does so- it look like dust or dirt? Yeah, it can, and you're supposed yeah. to put something. I've heard do the hair dryer because that's where they, they um, will go to warm places. So if you just put the hair dryer on like the corner or the crease of the mattress, you pull the sheet off right. and put it there. If if there are bed bugs, supposedly it will travel towards the heat. 
Hmm. Or we could just, I, I think I might just get, just buy Josie and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, the dog just take her with Just wear a hazmat suit. Good idea. I really wanted to come in in a hazmat suit or some sort of bubble, but um, I couldn't find uh, anything. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. But they are uh, visible, right? Like, you can see them on, yeah. you some, can see the bugs themselves. Can you see yes, them moving? Uh, I, th- I think, yes, I think sometimes you can see them if they're kind of like, in say a chair that's uh, dark colored, you're not necessarily going right. to see them unless you look for them. But they do bite, and you will see visible bite marks on you. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not well versed in bed bugs. No, me either. I'm just. Uh, I'll tell you everything you need to know about lice if you want to know that. <laughs> you have, oh. are you dealing with that? Oh, you've Dude, had it. We that's had right. It twice that. last year. I remember that. That's right. Started our summer vacation at the freaking lice clinic. Ended your summer that's vacation. Why, that's why when I heard the bed bugs singing like pshaw. <laughs> oh man, the, I'm, I'm dealt with this crap. I'm going through our text chain and I'm like, hey, by the way, this is going on. I'm not going to tell my wife. And then Kathy immediately goes from zero to freaking out. <laughs> oh yeah. You know. Get yeah. The F out of here. I'm not coming into work tomorrow. Who the F has bed bugs? Holy F. No. Like a thousand exclamation points. And then she says, do you know how hard it is to get rid of bed bugs? What's the company going to do about it? And when? And then Preston sends a gift. A gif, I'm sorry, of like a bed bug jug band. Yeah, playing music. And then Kathy fires back. That's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> I think I said uh, to anybody who's not taking this seriously. And then uh, I think Nick said, uh, read Joe's email. And then Kathy says, F the email, F the bed bugs, and F whoever doesn't think this is a big deal. Where are we going to do our show tomorrow? Clearly, we can't go to the station, and we need an on-site location. My house is she clean. Was ready. My house is clean. Yeah. You're ready to set up shop somewhere else. 100%. If you guys were, would have said, yeah, we we have to do the show somewhere else, I would offer it up my house. Oh, really? Oh, my God. So it was one bug down the hall, right? Yes! Okay, I'm just asking. Do you know how many eggs that one bugs will, bug will lay? I don't know. Kathy, do you A know? Lot. Now, are you as freaked out about it as well? Because no. this morning you seemed a little Oh, no, I was, on just, edge. I was just, no. You no, no, didn't no. want to say anything because you knew your wife was going to be like me. That's the only right. reason is because then I have to go home and my wife's going to like check all my clothes and my briefcase and all that sort of stuff. There was a picture, okay, of one bed bug that somebody put on a Pinterest, whatever, Reddit site or whatever, and that was on apparently, quote unquote, one seat in a movie theater in the Delaware Valley. Yeah. And my wife will never go to that theater one, ever again. One bed bug or one co- collection or colony of bed bugs? One bed bug. One single yes. bed bug. I think his name was Stanley, and he was yeah. just kind of hanging out there. Steve, and, could yeah. you see Casey coming home? Diane wants to check him, so she takes out the blue light. Oh, <laughs> not find any bed bugs. <laughs> just semen. Bathe in semen. All over my face. <laughs> We're good. It's like that old. It's like that. Oh, right, citizens oh, gay thing. They go into the hotel room and the guys, the guys doing the inspection, and he has a beard and there's his beard and everything. Uh, yeah, okay. So we're looking at a picture of one bed bug, and I see what it looks like now. Oh, yeah, it looks, and, and is that some, our, that's probably like our studio, is it? A bug, but like it's, it's it was an unfounded picture, right? So like there was it was one picture Ugh, that gross. one person posted on on a Reddit site. There was never any, I, I, and I did it, like my research. I couldn't find anything other than this one picture. And that alone stopped any movie visits for a while. For probably forever. Forever. Sorry, let me just read. On average, female bed bugs lay about one to seven eggs per day. 
Okay. So I, I've heard, Kath, and maybe you can speak to this, but okay. it doesn't really matter how clean the place is. Like, they can still show up. Like, you can, you can. Oh, see, I think that that's the case for lice. I don't think that's the case for bed bugs. Okay. Well, I don't know. Let's go to a uh, bed bug exterminator. This is Brett. Hi, Brett. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, guys. You guys rock. Thanks, oh! man. Appreciate it. So, uh, what can you tell us that uh, that we're maybe getting wrong or don't know about bed bugs? So, to the fact that Nick just said, um, cleanliness has zero to do with it. That's okay. 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 If you travel a lot for work, um, you should definitely check your rooms. What Casey is doing is 100% right. Oh, I'm not doing uh, it. I'm there Why my wife does it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm playing Where's the Friends in the corner of the room. Yeah, well, you want to check all the seams on your mattresses, the underside of the box spring, behind pictures. Um, they're, they're very scared when they're not out attracted. They're attracted to the CO2 that you exhale. Um, so that's how they find you. And that's why they're usually in chairs or beds. So that's where you sit for the longest. They're, if they're uh, to the CO2 you exhale. So why are they hanging around your ass and not your face? Um, they like buttholes too, apparently. Oh, they're great. They're big into buttholes. See, that's why like anytime you check into a hotel, you should have like a bag, big bag of balloons. And just every time you exhale, just blow into the balloon, and then you don't have any <laughs> CO two in the air. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I guess technically, yes. But Brett, part of getting rid of them is having to clean, right, and vacuum, and get all the stuff out. It is a nightmare. So that's uh, the the customers that I had that we could never get rid of them in my previous life. So it's people hoarders, people who don't follow instructions. You have to empty all your dressers, all yeah. your closets. We say you at least need to dry your clothes because the heat will kill them. Yeah. But preferably wash and dry. Um, and then you have to remove all your clutter so they can treat properly. There's, so there's powder. Okay. Um, there's aerosols. There's sprays. Brett, is this the kind of case where it's best taken care of where, by tenting a house and 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 doing bombing it, bombing oh. it, or or is that even effective? So in this area, uh, at least the company I work for, we didn't really tent. A lot of companies down south will. Um, but we had a freeze machine that we would use. Um, or you can enclose all the windows and heat the house up to a certain degree. It's been a few years since I was in the pestle oh industry. So huh. I don't know what it is, but I think it's like 170 degrees and it'll kill them all. You see, what thermostat goes up to 170 degrees? Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying if you burn the house down to the ground, it'll yeah. take, it'll care, take of the care of the bed. As, you, as all your, your 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 photos are setting on fire and the pillows are exploding into flames. So, but ultimately, when as you as as you, having been in the industry, when can you? How do you give a place a clean bill of health? How much checking do you have to do to make sure it's completely devoid or free of bed bugs? Um, I do probably a 20 minute check. Uh, when I get into a hotel room, so they leave behind when they suck on your blood and poop it out. They leave these little black dots. <laughs> you you digging this, Kathy? Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, Kathy. But um, so if you see like in the corners of the scenes, if you see a bunch of black dots, you want to get the hell out of that room and go to the hotel, the hotel that you want another room. So, so that's is, why is, you're checking the scenes. Are the black dots the bugs themselves, or are they bloody poop stains from the bed bugs? Bloody poop stains. You can see bed bugs, except for when they're like first hatched, they're really tiny. Yeah. Uh, but they get to the size of about a tick, and they're oh. they're dark brown. Okay. Uh, so they're bigger they than blood, I thought. Little, they suck your blood. They're a little darker. All right. So so and then uh, we were looking at a description of the the, the problem with bed bugs, and it, it says the the hitchhiking is the big issue that they can e- easily jump onto things and be transported all over the place. Airplanes, movie theaters, restaurants. You name it, it's going to carry you forever. Monorails? Kathy is gagging. Is there any validity to the hairdryer thing where you, you put the hairdryer on the bed? 
No, I don't think so. No, okay. Uh, and Brett, it's the CO two and, and heat kills them, so I, I don't think that that's true. Okay. So on the whole, are they the most difficult um, bug to get rid of to to exterminate? By far, it's a nightmare. That's why I got out of the industry. I used to literally have nightmares about them. They they drove you out of the industry. Bed bugs oh, I drove am in a you completely out. Completely different industry. Sitting behind a computer. <laughs> not doing pest control. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, but a good word of advice, and we'll, we'll let you go, but when you leave for work in the morning, just put the thermostat up to 170. <laughs> yep. And then you should be And then leave, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> thanks for the info, right. Brett. We appreciate it. <laughs> All right, thanks. I buddy. just got a text from my wife. So. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What'd she say? Get naked in the driveway before you come in here. Leave your briefcase in the car. <laughs> I'm with you, Diane. So like a regular day. Yeah. <laughs> Except don't poop in the hedges. All right. Uh, let me go to Dan, who's been on hold for a while. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Hi, uh, Dad Jukes. You guys rock. Hey. Appreciate it, bud. What's up? So uh, I think this is about two or three years ago. My wife and I were on a road trip. We were coming back. I think it was a state out west. Maybe Nebraska or something like that. And uh, it was probably 2 or 3 in the morning, and we were just looking for a hotel to crash in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, we checked into this hotel. I won't name it. And uh, we get into the room. I wish, I'd have listened. I wish I'd have heard the guy that was just on the air wait 20 minutes before you get into the bed. My, uh, my wife gets into the bed. Within, like, 2 or 3 minutes, all of a sudden, she's complaining. She's got oh. an itch on her leg. We pull back the covers. She had a little red blood dots, and then we, we actually we found one. So this is, like, 2 or 3 in the morning. I grab a cup, and I throw this little bug inside of the cup, and I go walking back to the manager. My wife wants nothing to do with this hotel. It's 3 in the morning, but screw it. We're getting back on the road. Mm-hmm. So beforehand, you know, I go back to the manager, and I want to get my money back. And uh, there's a young couple waiting in line to check into this hotel. And part of me wishes I would have mentioned something to them, you know, before they checked in. Like, oh, by the way, let me bring this to your attention. We found a bed bug in our room. I was, uh, You know, I didn't, didn't have the... Uh, uh, testicular fortitude to say something to them. So uh, we wait. I waited until they were done, and then they walked away. And I mentioned something to the manager. She, I mean, to the manager, she apologized profusely, and uh, you know, gave us the money back. Our money back. And we went on our way. But uh, my my wife and I, when we were driving, like you know, leaving the hotel, I had this big regret that I didn't say something to this couple. And you know, it may not have been the room that was affected, but mm-hmm. you know, I wish in hindsight I would have brought. it Would to it her make you feel better to know that it was probably the beginning of a murder suicide taking place, <laughs> <laughs> and you would it wouldn't have impacted them at all? No, I. So my, my I guess you. the whole issue with this, you know, is when you leave and take them with you mm-hmm. and bringing them back home. Mm-hmm. And that's right, the right. issue. So, and I remember during the big bed bug thing, we talked to people in the industry and they were working seven days a week around the clock with people who were dealing with this stuff. Well, that's how we, we ended up with lice. I mean, we picked it up from somebody spent the night and, and, uh, Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It happened two times. Yeah. And, uh, <sighs> and it's just, that's these these things these uh, these parasites I guess is with maybe what they're categorized as just that's how they travel around. But he said the uh, the, the uh, exterminator or ex exterminator we we're talking to says bed bugs by far the worst. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, hang on, let me go to Karen who used to work at a hotel. Hey, uh, Karen. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. We love you. Thank you. What's up? Hey, so, um, yeah, a few years ago, I actually worked in the hotel industry for about six years. And the first hotel I worked at uh, was the one I got bed bugs from um, because the lazy manager didn't want to check the mattresses for their expiration dates. <laughs> oh, oh, 
Is oh, it- my God. It was horrible. This was, like, November a few years ago, probably about four years ago now. And then by the end of December, my room was so infested. It was disgusting. Oh. And I had to have Orkin come in because that was the company that they uh, worked with. Well, the guy wanted to charge me, like, $1,700 to treat a six-and-a-half-by-ten room, okay? And I started bawling my eyes out because I was just like, oh, my God, what the heck is going on? You know, like, why is this so expensive? And come to find out, it's so expensive because they are so horrible to treat and to get rid of. Uh, But he was gracious enough to tell me, you know, get yourself uh, 70% or higher rubbing alcohol, put it in a spray bottle, and just spray the out of everything. Really? So 70% or higher rubbing alcohol and just spray it? Spray it around what you might believe to be problem areas. Yes. Yes. You know what? I had everything. Like, I mean, I was spraying my walls. I had little shelves. There was just stuff that was just uh, dripping down the walls. Because what happens is that alcohol, that higher percentage alcohol, actually disintegrates them on contact. Oh, it sort of like dries them out? Yeah, it kills them. It literally dries them out. On contact. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yes. Wow. And, and I even had an exterminator come in. He um, And because I have cats, I had to leave my cats out of the room. Um, but he sprayed with some, like, a, almost like a glass-infused spray. So that was so tiny, like the shards were so tiny that it would literally cut them open and bleed them dry. So I guess you can see why you run up a $1,700 tab when they're dealing with stuff like this. We're looking, we're looking at a video of one, and they, they, they do sort of look uh, tickish. Yeah, they do. And and let me tell you, I had nightmares for years after that. See, because I, I think when I, and contrary to what your wife does, um, uh, Casey, when I go in, I pleasure myself all around. <laughs> or when I used to be oh, able to do it and produce yeah. semen. Right. Yeah. And then that would, I feel, would neutralize yes. it. Right. right on, I, the, on the remote, remote on the doorknob, yeah. everything. But I can't do that anymore because my body no longer produces semen. So uh, I guess I'll have to go with the rubbing alcohol. Yeah, 70% or higher is what kills them on contact. Yeah. Um, Even in my best years, I couldn't get that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good to know, Karen. Walmart, you know, um, giant grocery stores. But, yeah, that was the best thing that helped. And then I had the exterminator come in afterwards and just spray everything again. And he didn't find any evidence of anything. Okay. I just, man. We we have an exterminator coming through today. Because of this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, through the, the yeah, through the, our, our... Oh, through the offices. Through the I offices. thought you meant your house. Well, I don't know. That's a good idea. <laughs> I had no idea that they could use dogs. I know. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, she was cool. saying they have dogs. Um, the, the woman was saying that they have dogs that can do all sorts of, that, that check for bugs that actually will... Wait a minute. I thought you meant that bed bugs use dogs <laughs> to travel around. <laughs> well, yeah, to take mush, mush. For a ride. Yeah, yeah. I thought you... I thought yeah. you... I thought you meant as piggybacking. You've never seen the uh, bed bug Iditarod? <laughs> no, yeah. no. It's good. Uh, yeah. it, it must be majestic. It's compelling. <laughs> yeah, good dog, good dog. It's good dog. Yeah, yeah. I love being out here in the open range. Yeah. Uh, you mean to sniff them out? That's uh, what I to mean. To find yes. infestations. Right. I'm sorry. That they, they, you. Okay. Yes. What kind of dogs do you have for adoption? <laughs> I am a bed bug. Yeah, yeah, they they brought a dog through. I did not know that as well. I'm sure maybe there's a few different ways that they can do it, but that's probably the most efficient, I would imagine. I just got a text from somebody who works uh, in the building with us, and they sprayed their bags last night with uh, 91% alcohol. 
Okay. After they got home, I guess before they went into the house. Okay. Well, I always, I know you do this as well. We were talking about this before I leave for work or leave for home. I heat my bag up to 170 degrees. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, yeah I have a big frying pan. <laughs> I guess they bring in some kind of special industrial heater and put it in your house. I think what you really need, Preston, is uh, set a dog on fire. <laughs> yeah. And, and have and it have run through the hole. Yeah. <laughs> Have they tried that yet? Uh, yeah, because that's because the dog's going to run towards yeah, the areas, sure. and then set those areas on fire. Jeez, mm, no. that would be I so mean, it seems to be very effective. I don't know if the rescue groups would be okay with that. Well, no, that's yeah. fire dog exterminator. Fire dog exterminator. Mm-hmm. We yep. light them. Yeah, you find them. Yeah. I did see a house um, wrapped though with like the tarps, and they yeah. had to evacuate the house for like it was. I mean, it was a good. It was over a week, um, but it was completely. I mean, from fully tented. Fully Do you know what that was for? I, I I just assumed it was bed bugs. Okay. Just to look cool. <laughs> no, no uh, well, they cool. they usually do that for. for your house. Is, it, is it usually like for fleas and stuff like that? I don't know. Termites. Yeah. Termites. Oh. That's it. Yes, you're you're right, Nick. That's usually uh, it. So we we have a a <laughs> service. meth. Yes, you can make meth. Yeah. So around our house, we have the. Um, the things that are embedded in the ground that are that draw the the, the the termites and and you know it's it's a fairly elaborate but if you get with the system and and they they take care of it you should be good but I mean we had a guy come in and give the house a complete check over and it was elaborate. All right. Well, word is is that uh, I guess they've got things contained and under control here. So. That's the word. All right. Well, there ain't no yeah. on me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, when we return, because we're going to take a break, we have brand new music from the Black Keys that we are going to play for you. So that will be next. It's a song called Go. Stick with us. We'll return shortly. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A couple of new uh, Daily Rush videos that are up for you to check out. Uh, One is titled Poosh, It's Not a Queef. Uh Uh, Kourtney Kardashian started a new website and named it Poosh. And then the the most recent one, which is out today, is called the Texas Butthole Tickling Bandit. Oh, I remember that. And he says, the name says it all. He broke in to tickle your butthole. (laughs) And you can now watch that at PrestonSteve.com. Sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club, Restaurant, and Bar. So if you haven't seen those yet, those are now available. Uh, I wanted to mention this. I I meant to get to this several days ago, but we never had an opportunity. But apparently now it's made it onto Twitter, and there's been polls and so on and so forth. But a listener had emailed me and posed this particular question. And uh, was curious how you guys would answer this. When taking a shower, do you wash your legs while taking a shower? So I saw this start to pop up. You're right, probably a couple of days ago. Yep. And about the question, I do. Uh, I don't, uh, you know, every morning. I shave my legs every morning as well. <laughs> no, no. So, uh, but I, I basically like a high kick up. You know. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you yeah. wash your legs? And then I do that. I, I, but uh, do you guys? I never wash my legs. Yeah, no, I don't Any think I've washed leg? my legs since I was a kid. Probably. Really? Yeah. I don't. I, I don't understand. Why not? <laughs> I, I, well, I, I think understand. we know how the bed bugs came in here. <laughs> uh, I don't know. My my legs are fine and dandy. I don't have any trouble with them at all. Why don't you wash them though? All the soap washes down. Like that's I exactly. It. I understand. I, that. I get down to my like my thighs, and but I'm not gonna. I mean, do you wash the bottoms of your feet too? Yes. In between, in between every, every toe. Jesus. In between every toe. No. I swear, every time. That's not how you do it. You do a handstand. <laughs> and I have a brush 
I have a brush on the top of the ceiling. There. Uh, I, I'm not like an every time guy. I, every time I will go down to the knees. Every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say 70% of the time I go down to the ankles. And then like. You're 10, always going down. And then 10% of the time I'll get my feet. <laughs> so, this, no, so, so yeah. So for me, it's, it's um, you know, lathered up my legs down to my ankles. I'm standing in water. So my feet are pretty much taken care of. And uh, See, that's what I think about my legs. Yeah. Do you have a like a little shelf in your shower? Yeah. Like yeah. a little. Um, yeah. Something like, you could sit on if you want to. What do you think it's there for? To put your leg up no, there so you can wash it, your no, leg. It's to put seventy five conditioners <laughs> on. And one shampoo and bottle. And one shampoo uh-huh. bottle, which yeah. I have to shuffle around to find. <laughs> so this is a little bit of my OCD, but I don't think that I could actually take a shower and and do what you guys are saying, like wash to my knees and then get out. Like I'd think about, oh, I'm going to try this. And right. I, I would you just go to get out. I cannot it. bring myself to do it. I've got to finish the rest of the leg, the feet, the toes. Yeah. Do you wash your hair? Because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think they should have? And um, they probably do. But Preston, you know, like uh, when you go to a golf course, they have those little things you could step on that will clean your, your golf shoes. Sure. They should have something like that for the shower where you can just, yeah, you don't have to like. On the bottom of your feet? That's not a bad idea. Yeah, not a bad idea. There's actually, there used to be, we used to have in in one of our showers, one of our iterations of showers, is like a a rubber mat with um, little rubbery nubs, bristles that you kind of do your feet on. And that was how you Yeah, the thing of the golf course, it it also gets the side of your shoes too. So there's, there's brushes on the side and on the bottom, so. I take my shoes off in the shower. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, are you supposed to do that? <laughs> oh, here's something that's yeah, easy feet. There you go. There's always an invention. Actually, I'm always late to the game. Steve, in college, you had to wear uh, sandals in the shower. And because I, and of I, I, diseases foot, and stuff, right? I, And I learned the hard way my freshman year. I got a terrible, terrible case of athlete's foot. Yeah. Showering barefoot. And, and I'm like, okay, oh, that's, that's, that's why you do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, it, do you know, so you, you say you, you just kind of let the water go down. Well, I get down to my knees every single time. Um, Are you a scrubber? Will you like I, a, I have a loofah. body? You do really yeah, okay. Yeah, a, or a, I guess it's a poof, right? Dude, the loofah technically is a, a sponge. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm just bar soap. So and I also so somebody I'm very particular about my soap too, but it's expensive and I like liquid soap, but I got to make sure that it's like paraben free. Wow. I know why because like I don't know. I'm like worried about getting cancer through soap. I don't and even know like, what paraben is. Me neither, but yeah. somebody said it to me one time. And <laughs> now you're scared crapless. Like, St. Ives doesn't have parabens in it. Most so. products have taken paraben out. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, uh, you know, it's just I've never done it. Uh, my, my legs are clean. I don't smell bad. I don't have diseases. Well, you're, you're what winning you then. Wait, what, what was that? Uh, <laughs> smell bad thing? I don't know. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Relax, dirty legs. Relax, dirty legs. Dirty legs. Well, you guys are in the majority because eighty uh, percent of the voters or the people who who took this particular Twitter poll that I saw do uh, wash their legs every time they go into the shower. All right, how about how how uh, comprehensive is your buttocks cleaning? Oh my god, it's like the most clean <laughs> of everything. Do you do you have a removable shower yeah. handle? Absolutely. I you, don't. you should not live in a house without one. I agree. Because, because there's that. no way you can get the undercarriage. Yes. Uh, it's impossible. Sure and uh yeah, you and, can. the steps for? I know. You got, what are you, what are you, cartwheeling in the shower? How are you sure? No, you get, your hands are soapy and wet, and you rub them in down mm-hmm. in there, and, you can, and then you can do the same thing with water. Yeah, how are you sure you're getting all the soap off, though? 
Because I know I'm getting all the soap <laughs> off. I don't have soap residue left on my so. ass. Oh, man. I, well, I, I, I agree with you on this one. I don't have a removable shower head. Uh. Nah. I, I mean, I, I don't either. <laughs> this yeah. room is divided right I, now. It really is divided. But you know what I hate is when I am getting the soap and stuff out of the, the crack area. Your butthole. Well, no. I hate it like when <laughs> like somebody walks into the bathroom because I'm like bent over. You know, making sure that the water gets you know what you right could do? in there. And I, I mean, you could close the door. Oh, I do close the door. Okay. They just walk in without knocking? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, dude, let me shower. You know how, like, your cats don't give a crap what you're doing? Yeah. It's you know, well, the same. Remove two of those legs and make them arms and, yeah. and, uh, and, and turn them into children. Out. And yeah. it's exactly what you get. Yeah. My kids do not care. And, and, yeah, I, I like, just feel listen, like I'm vulnerable when I'm bent over Nick, with water current. With the removable <laughs> shower head thing, too. Yeah. It feels great on your it's balls. The, <laughs> yes, it, it does feel great, on your, great on your balls. It really does. Uh, Honestly, it, it's like a thousand little hookers. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> Yeah, all right. I've never had a thousand little hookers, but I'll I'll go with you on that one. <laughs> it's That's just right. wonderful. I've never used the removable never thinking now on need your sack. To. I don't need to. Yeah, all right. I gotta just get water up in there using my hands. All right. Mm. Don't women use that to uh, pleasure? pleasure themselves with? Yeah, yeah. that's usually the... women. That's like I that. use it. It's... <laughs> I have a bidet now. I, I never <laughs> leave the toilet. That's right. I'm you pleasuring twenty four seven. Casey, I have a random question for you uh, with the shower head, but. Um, when uh, you you and I used to go to the fantasy show bar growing up, yes, did you ever see the shower show that they had oh, there? Of course. And so what was the shower show? So uh, that was the place where they the announcer would say, "Bear in the air for you guys out there, topless and bottomless, Texas wild, but Jersey style." You know that that whole yeah. thing, the yeah. whole spiel, which was fantastic when you're an 18 year old kid. <laughs> and they had a show in the backseat that you had to pay a little extra for. Uh, I don't really know how it was legal. But they, it was a, a pretty much a full-on lesbian show, and they would uh, often incorporate a showerhead. Really? Yeah. Not it, often. It was it was a shower show. It was a shower it was, show. It was it was it was, was cor- it in, it was in a Steve, a, a faux shower. It was a corner of, the, of this room that was all tiles. Okay, and it was a full-on shower. I wonder oh. if you and I were ever there at the same time. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably after a Phillies game or something. Exactly. Um, Dollar the, to get in with a exactly. Phillies ticket. <laughs> yeah. This um, guy's blocking my view. His head is huge. <laughs> but Steve, they would. take <laughs> they would take the shower head and instead of the constant like shh, they would make it the like that one, oh, you know. Yeah, and they yeah. would yes. they would ramp up the performance, uh, and it was it was certainly a show, but there was it, there was a shower show at the fantasy show bar. But the reason that I brought it up was because there was a detachable shower head. <laughs> Nick, I have a vivid memory of the one girl saying to the other girl afterwards, "Oh my god, I I don't know if I can walk after that." <laughs> I was like. I don't know if she's, like, acting or not. Is she acting? Like, that is so And hot. then the girl says, I don't know if I can walk after that. <laughs> when you were 18 or 19, you could go to the Fantasy Show Bar, um, and because they it was BYO. So, uh, wait, was it BYO? No, it was no alcohol No alcohol, whatsoever. right. So that's why it was 18-plus. Bring your own showerhead. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, wow. So I didn't realize that they would go that elaborate, that it was a uh, tiled yeah. corner with that. It was pretty yeah. crazy. Interesting. Because you remember the scene in 40-Year-Old Virgin with uh, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Banks with these. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's her. I like that scene, though. Her friend. <laughs> I love when, uh, as Rogan comes in. And she, and she does. She's so caught up in the whole thing. Yeah. She doesn't realize the guy she was all set to have sex with is now changed to a completely other guy. Yeah. Hang on. Let me go to uh, Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. You guys were awesome. Thank you, Mike. What's up, buddy? All right. So you guys want to know the perfect way to make sure your butthole's clean? Yes, please. <laughs> all right. After you're done doing what you need to do to clean it, 
you bend over, you spread your feet, and if you got one of those shower heads that has a streamlined, you aim it up there, and it's like an external enema. Like an, an external, external enema. Okay. An external, external enema? External. external. External, sorry. Where, you know, you don't have to stick the hose up there. Sure. <laughs> you don't have to stick the entire shower head. But if you Just want to. Could you imagine? Well, I think I got carried away. What are you doing? Uh, Listen, can you remove hoses from a rectum? Uh, I had an incident. Uh, No, I agree. I love the plumbing. Hey, they could, and they would be there on time. Yeah, Yeah. We've used them twice. Not for that, but we've used them for other stuff. Yeah, But he's just using such a powerful jet. Hmm. Listen, I had one that was too powerful, Nick. I'm sure you know. You're you're, you're in the same <laughs> yeah. club. Clean elephants, and uh, it sounds like it, it's, then your your whole your stuff becomes a speed bag. You, you got to ratchet are, it down a bit. You're gonna hurt yourself cleaning so much. <laughs> That's not possible. <laughs> Do you use bar soap? Do you use soft soap? Do you soft use soap like you know body wash? Do you use conditioner when you shower? No. Okay. No, God, conditioner's a waste of time. And what, you. If you have short hair, do you use product in your hair? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Dapper Dan, man. Uh, you know what? And speaking of bathing, Steve, there was another story that you sent me yesterday. Uh, some people uh, who own pools will use their pool <laughs> as a... a uh, as, yes, it is. Yeah, essentially to uh, clean themselves up. Uh, chlorine, Kathy. Kathy, you'll be surprised. <laughs> lay, lay the stats on... Uh... Uh, well, okay, so according to a new survey presented by the Water Quality and Health Council, 51% of Americans reported using a swimming pool as a communal bathtub, <laughs> using the pool as an alternative to showering or rinsing off after engaging in uh, exercise, yard work, or whatever it may be. Even though 64% of Americans know that pool chemicals don't eliminate the need, eliminate the need to shower, people continue to do it anyway. Uh, it says, when dirt, sweat, personal care products, and other things on our bodies react with chlorine, there is less chlorine available to kill germs. Uh, and rinsing off for just one minute does remove most of the dirt, sweat, or anything else on your body. I think this is for maybe like a public pool where there's a lot of people getting oh. in and using up all the chlorine power. Yes. Because uh, I, listen, if I, in, in the summertime, and our pool is open now, but it's been too cold to, to go swimming, if I exercise, Rather than go up and take a shower, I was going to take a dip, like a little ten minute swim or so. I mean, yeah, you'd be outside sweating anyway if you were going to. If you're like, if you're outside, if you you're going to sweat, you yeah. t- you towel yourself off or whatever, and just go into the to the pool. I yeah. see that's fine in the communal situation. I think that's an issue, right? It's just have, saying that the that the chlorine works less because it's being used up for what it's used for to kill all that. Uh, all but you that. don't substitute that for like. A shower, like you wouldn't no, run like, out in the morning and jump in the pool no, and then go to work. No. You Would you ever clean your ass in the pool? <laughs> um, it kind of does get. It clean. does, whether you want yeah. to or not. Yeah. Now you um, have salt water, yes. And, and we're we are now getting a pool. It's about my wife's dream to always have a pool, and mm-hmm. so we're finally doing that. And we're but going, the, the salt the water salt. creates a chlorine uh, in a, a cl- sense. Okay, you just not you're not adding the chemical chlorine to it, from what I understand. All right. So yeah, but it's just salt. Um, do you have a shower outside? Nope. Why? Well, I'm just I'm thinking like that that would be awesome to do that like to to, to take an outside shower well and yeah. then so get like, in the pool and clean your ass like if I was mowing the lawn um, before I got into the pool I would probably rather like just kind of like rinse the grass and stuff right. off and then hop into I the pool. see yeah, I wouldn't yeah, want to yeah, get yeah. in with you know like stuff all over my legs or things yeah, like yeah, that yeah. you know grass clippings but part of the reason and and I never quite understood this of 
why they ask you to take a shower yeah, yeah. before you go into the pool. The reason being is because hair products, sunscreen, things like that that are on your body, oh. they want you to get as much of that off as it as you can because it's going to be used up. The chlorine is going to be used up in cleaning that right. when, you, when you go into the pool. It and diminishes the potency of that. Exactly. And then... And in the long run, it's going to cost more to keep treating the pool, you know? So that's why they ask you to shower before you go in. That makes sense. Those um, uh, deprivation tanks, did you have to shower before you went? Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they ask you to shower before you go in. And yep. they said, like, lotions, hair products, and stuff like that can actually, you know, yep. damage the tank. So. They, they, yeah, they don't want you, um, yeah, they don't want you showering and doing all the treatment before you go into the sensory deprivation tank. No, they, they, they want you no, to they shower. They want off. you to shower. Right, they shower off, but they off. don't want you to, like, put on all products oh, and stuff right, like that. Right, yeah, right. they don't want you. Nope. Mm-hmm. Casey, we had an outdoor shower growing up, and uh, we didn't have a pool. I wish that we did, but um, I, you know, I had two younger brothers. We would do yard work all the time, and my dad specifically put it in, uh, kind of for that reason. Like, is it expensive to do that? Because an I'm outdoor shower, I can't imagine it, it would be. Well, it wasn't uh, prohibitively expensive. You could only run it eight or nine months out of the year. You know, you would have to shut it off in the, in the winter, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it, it got it, it was so great that it sort of became the primary shower because once you start having an outdoor shower and taking them. It's it's a different experience. It's yeah. fantastic. Can't you just run a hose out of your sink on the second floor? <laughs> you can. just hang it you off can, the side. Yeah. Well, because listen, I have a spigot, obviously, uh, you know, for a hose, but that's just that's just cold water. So in order to run, you need all to get new, some like, hot water out there and stuff like that. But I, yeah, because uh, you know, I I uh, elected to you know, like I, I cut my own lawn and everything like that. And then when it's all said and done, like I usually. You know, eight You're times, a mess. Eight, well, I'm a mess, and like eight times out of ten, like when I walk into the house, I will have to walk through the laundry room, and I'll just like disrobe there and throw everything into the washer. It's and so then hot. Face, I know. Oh, I didn't mean to turn you. Without <laughs> working hard, woman, yeah. <laughs> mowing the lawn. Do you unbutton or just tear the shirt open? Yeah. God. God damn, I was working hard. <laughs> I really have to clean my ass. <laughs> By the way, somebody texted and says, I just turned on the radio in my office and I'm hearing somebody talk about using a shower hose as an enema. What the F did I come in on here? Uh, By the way, I really worked hard. My butthole's a stinking. By the way, uh, the survey comes as experts from the council, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and, which I didn't know existed, the Pool and Hot Tub Alliance. Oh, that's great. Uh, That's what uh, Darth Vader faces off in the second movie. (laughs) Work to educate the public on uh, healthy and safe swimming. We shall crush the Pool and Alliance. (laughs) Yes, my name is Mortimer Sanchez, and I'm with the Pool Alliance. And we think you're a bad leader. The survey also revealed. I don't care. The survey also revealed that twenty four percent of Americans would go into a pool within one hour of having diarrhea. Oh, uh, uh, see that? That's now listen. Yeah, so. That's why public pools are are just um, not <sighs> my thing. You However, spend all day on the toilet. You know what I need to do? I need to take a swim. <laughs> Get some of that residual out. Uh, Honestly, for- again. Preston, toilet bidet, loving it. Uh, 48% reported that they never shower before swimming. Uh, Most people do not know that pool chemistry can be impacted by personal care items such as makeup and deodorant as well. So that's that's part of it. Well, I'm going to be aware of that then because, you know, I'm very hygienic. I like to make sure I have all my proper deodorants and various things on so I smell pleasant. Yeah. So uh, as I use the pool, I'll make sure that I clean the majority of that. I just like to smell pleasant. Uh, to check the chlorine and pH levels for a personal public pool, the council is offering free pool test kits. 
uh, through its 15th annual Healthy Pools campaign on its website. This is the alliance. This is the <laughs> Pool and Hot Tub Alliance. Did you mention in the story, Preston, a uh, particular uh, sunblocks affecting... I didn't mention you this. You okay. go into the pool now. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Cushing. <laughs> Mark Tarkin. This uh. is the finest pool you'll ever swim in. <laughs> Uh, what were you saying, Nick? Mm. Um, Sunscreens? Yeah. The, no. the reason that I bring it up is that I went um, I went uh, on a snookle. Snookle? Snorkel. Not a scuba. Snookles. Or a snorkel. But a snookle. It's the latest craze that's sweeping the beaches of America. Snookling. Get some Beach Boys. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good great. outside. Hang some, hanging tan. Yeah. Snookling all day long. Yeah. Surfing oh, USA, uh, please. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I know what the snookel is, if I may suggest. Ladies and gentlemen. USA. Snookel USA. Like oh. California. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> All right, anyhow. Snorkeling. Oh, yeah. I went snorkeling, and you, <laughs> you weren't allowed to wear... You weren't allowed to wear the sunblock that you that you brought. You had to use the sunblock that they provided for you, and it's because the um, uh, sunblock that most people wear is pretty damaging to the reef. And I was wondering oh. if that if it would be oh. damaging at all to like a pool filter or uh, to the salt water. These are all good questions. Yeah. yeah, because uh, some of the chemicals are pretty arch and uh, can have that effect. Yeah, and this is I've been snookling many times in my life, <laughs> uh, but this is the first time ever on a snorkel trip where the, the, I had to do this, and uh, you uh, weren't allowed to wear what you had, what so you brought. They, they provide. They provided it for you. Do you remember what it was? What what um, type it was? I don't. It was like an industrial battery. It was called Reef Killer. (laughs) Yes. Reef Killer sunblock. Uh, A snookel, by the way, as you're snorkeling, has a second tube that goes up back onto the beach so that someone could load M&Ms into them (laughs) so that you can eat. You're hungry. So that's what a snookel is? A snookel is a second food tube. Okay. So that you can swim longer. Everybody wins. That's great. They do have snooba. Snooba. Snooba is legit. I've heard of that, yeah. Snooba. Apparently, snookel is uh, legit as well. Are you kidding me? No, I'm serious. If you can swim, you can snookel. Yeah, he's absolutely right. Snookel offers shallow dives. Approximately 10 to 40 feet without cumbersome tanks and no diving certification necessary. That looks like snooba. It does. Uh, so what, a hose, they, what right? they do is, well, yeah, they have a um, uh, they have a, a floating tank yeah. that stays above the water, uh, and you just you basically take the regulator down, and it's a long uh, tube, a long hose uh, that you can breathe in. We're getting ready to get recertified or to go into a refresher course uh, hey. for scuba to get set for our vacation. So I'm looking forward to it. But I'll ask about uh, snookle. Yeah, and ask about the sunblock too. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> thank you. We call them Klukies. <laughs> Is that what you were thinking of? No, you said we need a refresher course. Oh, I'm sorry. So I heard that. Because hey. <laughs> in the second Fletch movie, he mentions Klukies, <laughs> which are the the people who show up for the Ku Klux Klan who aren't regular members. <laughs> Klukies. <laughs> yeah, we call them Klukies. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got to take a break. Oh, we got to take a break. All right, so we're going to do that very thing. We'll come back in uh, in just a moment. <laughs> at, uh, thank you for sharing your stories. We'll be back in just a second or two. What's new? Glad you asked. Muse.
American Tours. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Last segment, uh, Nick accidentally said snookle instead of snorkel. <laughs> uh, we've had a few people interpret what that means. Yes. <clears throat> uh, somebody says a snookle is an underwater BJ. Mm. Kind of like that. Uh, somebody also says it's a uh, snorkel for your nose when you're giving oral pleasure to a not-so-fresh-smelling lady. <laughs> God. Oh not-so-fresh-smelling lady. Snookle. Uh, and then somebody says, hey, guys, let's go snoogle and skookle. <laughs> snoogle and the skookle. Yep. So many applications for the word snookle. Oh, yeah. Think of your own today. Let's do the bizarre file. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right. It is brought to you by Robbins Diamonds and Tax-Free Delaware. With thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins, Delaware, Diamonds. Well, a man who weighs more than 900 pounds is set to be brought to federal court in Richmond after the approval of a plan involving uh, the FBI, the U.S. Marshal Service, the Richmond Ambulance Authority, the County Division of Fire, and state and local emergency personnel just to move this guy. Wow. So why is he being being brought to court? Uh, he is charged. His name is Kenneth Hicks in a cocaine conspiracy case and is scheduled to plead guilty before U.S. Magistrate Judge David D. Novak and could be taken into custody immediately. Uh, Novak approved an unusual transportation plan for Hicks sought by the government and his lawyer in an effort to protect his health, safety, and dignity. Uh, the arrangements could involve cutting through a wall where he lives, bracing the structure, and even cutting down some trees. Just to get him there. That seems dignified. <laughs> yeah, it's hanging on to his dignity, right? Yeah, we're going to knock down some trees. We're taking out this wall. We're paving here where the grass is. That won't hold. we got to rip up the sidewalk. A couple of beams, and then we have a couple of military helicopters. You feel dignified? Uh, court papers show that the alleged conspiracy to distribute and possess with the intent to distribute more than a pound of cocaine took place from 2013-2017. Uh, At least three people of the seven uh, charged in the conspiracy have pleaded guilty. Hicks, who has not been in custody, was allowed to make an initial court appearance via video link. Uh, he asked authorities for help to get him to the federal courthouse. Was he identified in a police lineup? <laughs> uh, joint agreement by the government and the defense uh, filed this week asked Novak to approve the transportation plan to get Hicks from his residence. He lives in a dwelling attached to the rear of a mobile home. Jeez. Uh, to the loading dock of the courthouse for the hearing. Nine hundred pounds. They can't even get him in the hearing in the in the courtroom. They just got to get him to the loading dock. You remember for a while there was a spate of um, guys who like. I forget the the largest guy who ever lived. When he died, they took him. They had to take him out in a flatbed truck. They buried him in a basically a piano case. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, it was medically is something that he was just couldn't handle. But God Almighty, nine hundred pounds. Depending on his current weight, he may be placed on a gurney and taken out through a doorway and down a ramp. However, if it proves necessary to protect his safety, the FBI and U.S. Far, uh, U.S. Marshals may determine it is necessary to open a large hole in the wall of the structure in order to facilitate. The use of a device capable of lifting the defendant's weight. And doesn't cocaine make you lose weight? Yeah. I don't know if he was doing it. He oh, was just, just selling, selling it. it. Okay. Yeah. An Alaskan teen on Reddit is seeking legal advice after his parents set up security cameras in his bedroom and bathroom to make sure that he no longer pleasures himself. Oh, mm, my God. It's just unfair, especially if, I don't know, if he has like a toilet bidet or something. He <laughs> asked a subreddit uh, group, what can I do? I'm 15. And think that I should be able to allowed to t- be allowed to touch my own body. This is embarrassing and destroys my privacy. Please help. At the beginning of May, his parents caught the teen pleasuring himself in normal behavior that his parents are apparently against. 
Uh, he wrote that his parents have taboo beliefs regarding sexual activities before marriage, but that he learned some things off the Internet because he wasn't even allowed to be in sexual education classes. Mm. He said, my dad barged in without knocking, started screaming at me. He and my mom then sat me down and told me I'm not allowed to touch myself. There are two inevitabilities. You will laugh at the sound of a fart and you're going to touch it. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. That needs to be engraved somewhere. It's just a fact. If there are no cameras in his parents' bedroom, I would just go do it in there. Yes. Uh, The mortified teen... All over the bed bugs. ...agreed not to pleasure himself anymore. He later found an Amazon package with indoor security cameras inside. Said, I asked my dad, and he said, they're putting them in my room and bathroom so they can monitor and make sure that I'm not doing it. His parents said that they will now be checking the cameras daily to make sure their son sticks to his word, according to the Redditor. You know what he can do. They do it all the time in the movies. Record himself sitting there reading, then loop that video right. over and over, yeah. and then go to town. Spank away, buddy. Exactly. Uh, I said that wasn't okay, and he said that I and and he said that I agreed to not pleasure myself, and this is holding me to the agreement. Damn it, Nicholas Bala, a family and children's law expert, uh, said that uh, even adolescents have some right to privacy, and the parents would be seen as out of line in many jurisdictions, if not all. In almost all jurisdictions, there would be a number of offenses uh, involved in video recording a minor engaged in a sexual act even by himself. The fact that it is his parents and they own the home would not be a defense. Uh, the best course of action for the teen uh, to take is uh, talking with a trusted adult or his pediatrician who would most likely give the parents an educational talk. Uh, they could also eventually go to, he could also go to the ACLU. And work on that for a legal fix if he if it had to get that far. So I wish we had the audio of that video where the mother the mother comes in on the son. Yes, Ricky, mm-hmm. I saw what you were doing. It feels good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to leave you alone to that. Right. You and your bed bugs. Do I have time for one last story? Uh, it's got to be a shorty. All right, a man who was stuck in an underground septic tank after trying to rescue his dog that had fallen in is expected to be okay. Family members, with the help of firefighters, were able to pull the man out of the septic tank Monday evening. Oh, man. Uh, The dog didn't make it. Uh, Uh. The man fell into the tank and suffered injury while trying to retrieve the dog. Uh, Conditions were too slippery for the family members to get the man out, and firefighters were called to the scene. Uh, He's lucky he didn't die. Yes. Uh, You can be overcome by fumes. Uh, Both parties were able to free the man. Fire officials said the man was covered from head to toe in sewage. Uh, He was taken by ambulance from the home to be medically evaluated, but uh, is expected to be okay. Kathy, I would have washed my legs after that. (laughs) And that is what I have in the B-File. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment. Lesson question. You've been paying attention. We'll find out in a minute. Stay with us. Hey, gang, we need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher on August 8th. Or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region. And 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first. So let's do the... <laughs> oh my god. 
lesson question for today since we've already got the music rolling. And it is a pair of tickets to Ashbury Park Riot Redemption Rock and Roll premiering in theaters for two days only. And we'll also give you a $25 Jersey Mice gift card. Uh, the question that we're going to go with this morning is, um, how about this one? In order to get rid of bed bugs, what should you turn the thermostat up to before leaving for work every day? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Okay, in order to get to get rid of your bed bugs, what should you turn the thermostat up to before leaving work every day? If you know the answer, you should call right now. And while you're calling, we're going to do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber. They are celebrating 80 years of supplying quality building materials and service for generations. One family, one commitment. Learn more at ADMoyer.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Lamar Odom claiming in his new oil. Autobiography that he's addicted to sex and has bedded more than 2,000 women. Odom says that uh, most of those conquests were strippers, prostitutes, and at least one bear. Oh, my God. Wendy Williams on her talk show asking guest Black China who is the best lover, Tyga or Rob Kardashian. Black China eventually picked Rob Kardashian, saying that all of her erogenous zones were massaged by his huge gut. And finally, 55-year-old Johnny Depp reportedly getting very serious with girlfriend, 21-year-old Russian go-go dancer Polina Glenn. As for her, Glenn appears to be a bit confused, referring to Depp as, quote, much nice grandma. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood track. All righty. We'll see if somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, Let's see here. In order to get rid of bed bugs, what should you turn to... Thermostat up to uh, before leaving for work every day. Two one five two six three WMMR. The number I've got. Dan. Hey, Dan. Good morning. All right, Dan. So, what should you turn the thermostat up to? A warm and cozy one hundred and seventy degrees. There you go. Yep. Hang on a second. And uh, Dan, we have for you some tickets to see. Asbury Park Riot Redemption Rock and Roll premiering in theaters for just two days only. May 22nd and 29th and uh, $25 Jersey Mike's gift card as well. You can see Stephen Van Zandt, Southside Johnny Lyon, David Sanchez, and Bruce Springsteen return to the legendary upstage as well as never-before-seen interviews and cinema-exclusive performances. For tickets and information, visit Asbury Park Movie. Uh, tickets.com. Let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! And this morning, it is brought to you by McGuff Bus Company, now hiring for gas and diesel mechanics, drivers, and bus aides. Switch to a company who values their employees and pays industry top dollar. For more information, go to McGuffBus.com. Uh, we had breaking news earlier this morning. I'll hit it again. The Rolling Stones officially have announced their make good date. They had canceled a while back, and now they are rescheduling it. Uh, the show will be on July 23rd, and it will be at Lincoln Financial Field. And tickets sold for the original date will be honored. Uh, so fans don't have to exchange their tickets. Those who cannot attend uh, can refund their tickets by accessing their Ticketmaster account. So as you said, Steve, yeah, there's video of uh, Mick getting warmed up, and yeah. uh, he's moving around and looks like he's having a good time. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you think about him and his age and the kind of shape he's in, it's just amazing. And the fact that he, what, so he was diagnosed with this 
couple months ago. Gets the heart operation. Yeah. It's back to touring. Really not just a couple of weeks difference. Yep. It's astonishing. I'm sure he's going to have a thing or two to say about that. Uh, oh, they right. When they are uh, live here. So, again, that date, July 23rd. And your tickets that you have should be good. And go to your Ticketmaster account to look into um, getting a refund if you need to do that. Volbeat will release its seventh album titled Rewind, Replay, Rebound on August 2nd. Uh, the band has released a video for the first single, Leviathan, which is available online now. And the new disc follows up 2016, Seal the Deal, and Let's Boogie. Uh, from man Michael Polson said about the new LP, the whole point of us going into the studio is because you still have something to prove, not just for the fans, but mostly for yourself. Uh, we would be, we would not be able to do this record if it wasn't for the work that we have done in the past. No matter, Damn right. No matter how old the band gets or how many records we do, uh, there's always going to be that signature sound. We've heard that this uh, new single is um, very light and breezy and summery. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's the word. Okay. Uh, Volbeat will open for Slipknot. Wonder how that'll go over with their new light and breezy song. <laughs> Slipknot is known for their sort of Beach Boys kind of sound. Yeah, uh, so that'll be on their North American tour. Although Blink-182 is doing fine without him four years after he left the band, guitarist Tom DeLong apparently still plans to rejoin the group someday. In an interview with Kerrang! Magazine, DeLong said that he understands why fans would like to see him reunite with his former bandmates, adding... I get it. Trust me. I love Blink, and it's given me everything in my life. And, you know, I plan on doing it in the future. Uh, But he added that a reunion could only take place in the future, explaining, right now, there's just no way. I have uh, way too much going on because Angels and Airwaves is uh, is a part of To the Stars, and that is why it works. What? Uh, he's To the Stars is that uh, UFO. Oh, that's right. It's uh, it's it's a project, yes. Uh, DeLong is prepping Angels and Airwaves' uh, first tour in seven years and is releasing new music from that band while also continuing to oversee books, proposed movies, and his To the Stars Science Academy. We are ready to transmit. Dedicated to the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Motley Crue has ended up at number one on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's Voice Your Choice poll. <laughs> where fans vote on which artists they feel are most deserving of induction into the institution. Blink-182 had been leading the voting, but it's possible that the publicity surrounding Motley Crue's recent biopic, The Dirt, gave the crew a boost. Uh, Blink is still in the top ten, however, along with Iron Maiden, Weezer, Rage Against the Machine, Boston, and others. Earlier this year, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Nikki Six warned that uh, the crew were all but ineligible for the Rock Hall due to their previous behavior, explaining we don't have any plans because we were told by the Hall of Fame that we would never get in because of how we've acted. Uh, Fleetwood Mac vocalist Stevie Nicks earned a solo nomination and subsequent induction after leading last year's Voice Your Choice. Now, the poll is different from the annual online vote that lets fans pick their favorite bands once nominations have been announced with the tally being tabulated as an official ballot for the Rock Hall. This is not that. This is just kind of a suggestion. Well, all right, the, uh, so... The powers that be. What was depicted in the dirt, and a lot of that we know is was fact. I mean, it's a you know, rock and roll legend of all these stories of debauchery and drug abuse and all that stuff. So take your hardest partiers, like in Zeppelin, oh, you know. I mean... Van Halen. You, you mean to tell me there weren't comparable... 
Things? There's plenty of that that so went that, on with yeah. a lot of bands. I don't so think that's fair. Uh, yeah, and I don't necessarily believe it either, especially uh, since one day the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is going to be scraping to get people in there. Well, Joe so, Walsh. Yeah. Joe yeah. Walsh used to check into hotel rooms with a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, uh, and they're not considering him yet, but it's been suggested, yeah. or fans want that, but these guys will all eventually end up in there. Who are you going to get? Who are you going to call? Yeah. Uh, Duff McKagan has elaborated uh, more on why founding guitarist Izzy Stradlin was not invited uh, to the United in This Lifetime reunion tour, saying that he was originally supposed to participate and offering more information on his absence in a new interview with Classic Rock Magazine. I said, <clears throat> I don't know what the actual truth is. Excuse me. It's okay. I'll kill time. John Samos. Thank you. There's something stuck in my throat. Uh, he said, uh, we definitely wanted him to do it, and I think he entertained the thought, but he never came down and rehearsed. We had AMS form ready to go. First month of rehearsal went by, nothing. Second month of rehearsals came by, and we were talking to him. We were getting close. Uh, and then uh, the, thir- the third month of rehearsing went by, nothing. And I guess he just didn't want to tour this big and for so long. Uh, he added, I love that dude, but I got to say that Richard Fortas, who is doing it with him now, is a hell of a player, and we couldn't ask for a better guy. Uh, during a chat with MusicRadar.com, Gene Simmons railed against the state of the current music industry compared mm. to the groundbreaking glory days of rock. Uh, Simmons said, you asked me to pick um, ten tracks that blew my mind. I could have picked a hundred, a thousand. That was what it was like to be a music fan in the 50s and 60s. You had the Beatles next to Diana Ross, next to Led Zeppelin, next to Jimi Hendrix, next to Yes, next to James Brown, next to the Kinks. He went on to explain that the it's music... It's like asking me which came first, the chicken or the egg. It's an impossible question to answer. You look at the volume of music and then you look at so many eggs. Yes. And so many chickens. And the majestic nature the of majestic them. majestic bird as it often attempts to take flight. Yes. Um, I, do chickens actually fly? They more glide, they jump. The original Superman jumped as opposed to flying. A lot of people don't know that. Right. Mm. And a lot of people often ask the question, which came first, the Superman race or Krypton? Yeah. It's a lot like asking chicken or right. egg. And do yeah. chickens derive their strength from a yellow sun as opposed to a red sun? Right. These are questions that need to be answered. For the ages. Uh, I, I pose for the ages. He went on to explain that the music scene then... Ostrich eggs are enormous. <laughs> Have you ever seen them? They're like small honeydews. They don't fly. They do not fly. Not to the best of my knowledge, but I'm not um, schooled enough no, in melonry. They run very fast. I no. made that word up, but it sounds official. Melonry. The study of melons. Mm. <laughs> melonry is the study of melons. Remind me, I have an idea for made-up words. We'll get to that right. later on. Anyhow, he went on to explain the music scene uh, then was an ongoing embarrassment of riches for fans. Uh, every week, there seemed to be another 20 new songs that just stopped you dead in your tracks. He said, can you imagine hearing Waterloo Sunset for the first time or Twist and Shout or Tutti Frutti? I'm sorry, can I hear you say Tutti Frutti? Tutti Frutti. Oh, <laughs> uh, Rudy. Bop, lop, a womb, dap, ba I don't know it. I have chickens to tend to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Simmons touched upon the creative restrictions facing the cream of the crop making the music today, explaining these days we have talent. Lady Gaga, Bruno Mars, Adele, all great artists. But they're handcuffed by the industry. 
He said the industry sets the rules and says rap has to sound like this. I, I, I describe it this way. We were living in a time of chicken fingers, <laughs> and now we're dealing with chicken nuggets. Um, the same in a way, but less. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Right. The industry sets the rules and says rap has to sound like this. Soul has to sound like this. EDM has to sound like this. Effing pathetic. Do you remember years ago, it was like one right after another, chicken cutlets, chicken cordon bleu, fried chicken, it kept coming at you. Yeah. Where's the innovation in chicken? <laughs> no. You don't see it. No, no. No, it's lazy, no, really. It's lazy, and it's, it's half-hearted. Yeah. He said, I don't want to sound like one of those miserable, moany guys that says, man, everything was better back then. But when it comes to music, it was so much better. When I heard it, it changed my life forever. Cock a doodle doo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, that's all I have in music yeah. news for you this morning. Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 All right. That's all you, all you need to say. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I would like to give away some beer while we're wrapping up. I have a case of Yards Philly Pale Ale. Yards. Caller number 16 at 215-263-WMMR this summer. Reach for the classic Philly Pale Ale is the seasonable brew that's perfect for good weather and great times. You can bring Philly and bring Yards. They're available at Wycombe Public House in Upper Makefield Township. Caller 16, you get a case. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay there. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, Viva La Vida. Viva La Chicken. Viva La Chicken. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I'll ever get tired of that. Uh, Coldplay on 93.3 WMMR. It is everything that rocks. We've had a good time today, and I want to thank uh, our guests for being on the program. We had uh, Akbar Baja Biamila, uh, who was on earlier. Uh, he is from, for those who don't know the name, uh, American Ninja Warrior. He's one of the hosts of that show. Uh, former NFL players. He said he didn't have a real big NFL career. No. Um, but he is a really thoughtful, intelligent, and um, insightful guy who was kind of giving it. He's got a book out, um, and it's kind of his uh, pathway to how things worked out for him. And it's, it's not one of those books, though, that people just fart at. We need something. We need you to write a book. Yeah. You know, the, you're on a show that's popular. Uh, you know, he pulled himself up from from a, a childhood in a very unpleasant area, you know, mm-hmm. in, uh, w- w- Crenshaw, Crenshaw, yeah, in South you know, where there was a, a lot of uh, uh, tumult going on and, and refocused his life countless times. And people were responding when it was on oh, Preston. Man. You were seeing the reaction. Yeah. What a great guest. So the book uh, he has is called Everyone Can Be a Ninja. Find your inner warrior and achieve your dreams. Pretty cool. And thank you to uh, Richard Curtis. Yes. Host of The Clash Room. Our episode aired last night at 630. The Preston uh, and Steve Showdown is what they were calling it. <laughs> and it's going to air today again at noon, which is good because I didn't get a chance to see it. And I do want to check that out. And uh, it's on Fox 29 if you want to see that. And also, uh, one of our own is leaving yet oh, again. Man. It's graduation time and all that's taking place. Uh, this young lady has been awesome. This is intern Victoria. Yeah. Uh, we're saying goodbye to. Hi, Victoria. Hello. Uh, how long have you been with us? A year and a day. Oh, my goodness. A year <laughs> and a day. And tell us about school. Where do you go? 
I go to Temple University. And are you graduating now? No, next year. I've been the baby since I've started. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I couldn't do Keenan's last year. Oh, you, did, you were too not young. old enough to be there. No, and I still can't go because I will. I'm leaving for LA on Saturday. What's, ah. going, what's going on in LA? Internship program. So I will be at Millennium Films. They're the ones that did Hellboy and The Expendables. Wow. So I get to do script coverage and see all the aspects of the production. How That's cool, cool is well, that? You're a go getter. I told you this. You know, at uh, you know, we we kind of went and did a little speaking thing, Marissa and, and uh, myself. Uh, you know, over there for your radio program. And um, it, that's what you have to do, you know, and uh, you're going to go places. It's very cool. You have a great work ethic. Yeah, I'm really excited. I've never been to L.A. I've never been to the West Coast. I'm driving there, too. So my dad said, just be careful because yeah. it's nothing like Philly traffic. <laughs> so I have no idea what's in store, but I'm really excited. So you're driving. Um, how long is it take you? Like three days? You well, I'll pick up my re- I'm going to fly out, and then I'll pick up my rental car on Monday. But my room right now is chaotic. Oh, I thought you meant yeah. you're driving from here to there. That's what I thought as no. well. Yeah, oh, yeah. that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Wait That's a exactly minute. What I you mean you're just... She means she's going to be driving while she's out there. <laughs> you're going to be driving when you get there. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a big difference. Not yeah. unless you're flying um, the plane out. You will love Los Angeles. It is stunningly beautiful. So and, I hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's really cool uh, and exciting. How long are you going to be there? Ten weeks. So I'll be there all summer. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. I'll miss my dog more than anything. Well, yeah. you can FaceTime. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Could do that. He, he has no idea but what's going on. It does yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, well, cool. So you've had a good time here? Oh, my God, yeah. Excellent. So you all were right. like a regular production intern, and then you interned for Nick Murphy, right? Yes, so I I worked that system. I crossed over. Yeah, yeah. But that's what you do. Yeah, that's very good. You, you sample everything. You're getting the most out of the experience. And it's... so, what do you want to do uh, career wise? Oh, if I could be Ryan Seacrest, that'd be awesome. <laughs> like the girl version. So right. entertainment. Well, he is the girl oh. version. <laughs> <laughs> no, the enter- so the entertainment reporter. I want to be on the red carpet with the celebrities. So getting to see people that I recognize and I know come in here, that was kind of a little taste of it. Then yeah. I got to when um, we- there were some red carpet events that MMR did. I was able to go do that. So that was really cool. Desensitize you a little bit to the celebrity thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I had some experience before with it, but this uh-huh. really continued to help with that. So I'm not worried about it. Excellent. Well, we wish you well. You've been a great addition to the show, and uh, we hope you go on a uh, bigger and better thing. Thank you. All right, Victoria. Yeah. Another one. Man, we're gonna have, we're gonna meet, be meeting a whole bunch of new people very soon. Oh, new crop. Yeah. All right. So she is on her way once again. Uh, we're about ready to wrap up the program. We got to do the letter of the day for the word of the week prize, and uh, you ready to fire that up? Here we go. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. B, as in born. Uh, born. Born to be bad or? Born to be bad. All right, nice. Uh, so we are going to give away a six-pack of pit tickets for the MMRBQ 2019 presented by Bud Light. Saturday, and we will give this Saturday. away tomorrow and, uh, of course, Shine Down, Evanescence, The Struts, Joan Jett, Fozzie, The Glorious Sons, Bad Wolves, and Sorabo. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Yeah, there's some left. You can join us, and the weather looks wonderful for Saturday. So we're stoked about it. How about you? Uh, life is good. It's a beautiful day. Uh, the snookle is moving really nicely <laughs> today. And, um, uh, so, uh, I, I mean, there's uh, just, everything's good. 
Excellent. Uh, right, what I, about the no, uh, program? I'm trying today. to figure out a way of working it into a conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, good because it's going to live on forever. Um, it may. Yeah. Um, on the what'd you say? I said, <laughs> and on the program today. Oh, that. Yeah, I've got that too. Um, we'll have a workforce block of Nirvana. Chris Novoselic's birthday today. We'll uh, get into as we have all this week um, a band that will be on the MMRBQ and a band that has been on the MMRBQ. Uh, it'll be Evanescence who will be there on Saturday, and it'll be Godsmack who was there in. In, uh, 2016 and also in 2012. A lot of bands like this festival so much they want to come back and play it again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so we've been blessed in that we've had some really cool bands that really want to come back. Uh, and uh, Evanescence uh, was there once in 2007, so they will be back, Amy Lee and company. Um, so we'll uh, have some fun with that. Cool. Excellent. Case, you're out tonight. Yes. Uh, thank you, Preston. Uh, the Team WMMR Rock and Rollers have a fundraiser tonight. It is a, it's a voting party, if you will. So last year, our team had, like, the coolest jerseys of the entire Tour de Shore this year. It's called Ben to the Shore. And uh, I'm going to give the team an opportunity to actually vote on which jersey we're going to wear this year. And I have uh, I've narrowed it down to four different designs. Uh, the last design is actually getting tweaked right now as we speak. Uh, but if you come out tonight, you have to come out to the Irish Pub between 10 and, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 8 and 10 tonight. We're at 20th and Walnut. Pay $10, and you will get a vote on what this year's jersey is going to be. So, quick question. Normally, I would come out to an event like this. I, yeah. I think I was out to the last one. Yeah. But if you can't make it out and you want to still donate to you guys. Well, uh, we're going to have other events, other you know, events leading up, up to okay. it. Yeah, because I have some other sponsors and stuff like that. But this one is specifically a, uh, a jersey event. And, I, and we need to do the jersey stuff, like, early, right? Because, okay. you know, we got to get the production order. Sure. we got to pay for it and, and have them all printed up. But I, I have more things down the line. But if you do go to uh, PrestonSteve.com, you can uh, link on our page for uh, right uh, there and you can actually donate to our team right there all right um, and, and so if you can't make it out to any of the events and you do want to support the cause that's great it all goes to uh, families behind the badge excellent w- which irish pub will you be at 20th and walnut this is good because we have an mmr ticket raid between four and six which is right around the corner yep. at 1801 market uh at the credit center, um, and uh, the MMR barbecue ticket rate will be there every ten minutes. Uh, that'll be between um, six and eight. Six, no, no, no. That'll That's be four, four to and six. six. So then, so right into it. Yeah, afterwards, grab a couple of drinks and some dinner at the Irish Pub, and then uh, you know stick around to to vote. Exactly. So mm-hmm. this is a perfect Rittenhouse Square afternoon and evening. Oh. You should broadcast live from down there. I should. <laughs> I should <laughs> rub your feet in the grass. I should. I'll just go all day long. <laughs> Nice. Uh, let me thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, Coors Light, the Jersey Shore's most refreshing beer, and French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville with everything you need for the great outdoors. FrenchCreekOutfitters.com. Why take a chance with anybody else? Uh, tomorrow, to wrap up the week, we have a couple of comedians stopping by. Godfrey yeah. will be in our studio. He's been here before. And also, Margaret Cho is going to wow. be back in our studio tomorrow morning. She's coming by here? Yeah. yeah she's cool been here before. She's, she's, it was a good time. She was a lot of fun. <sighs> that is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll do it again tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. All this hype for the last month. Oh, the NBA draft. So it all takes place on Tuesday night. And they just pick ping pong balls. What the hell? No wonder I don't watch basketball. Go birds. Next message. Happy 10th anniversary to the most awesome husband in the entire world and best dad to our three little kids. I love you, Dan. 
I am looking forward to many more decades with you. Love you, babe. Next message. I am so f***ing tired of people shitting on this season of Game of Thrones. It's f***ing amazing. This is one of the greatest generations of TV being wasted on a bunch of spoiled brats. Everyone shut your goddamn mouths and just enjoy it already. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.